Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Walking Blind is hosted by overly emotional dudes who overthink and overanalyze everything. Nothing the hosts say should be taken as medical advice or opinion. They're not professionals, and they're about to make that very clear. So just kick back and hang with them, because you've earned it. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Walking Blind Podcast, where we ask the age-old question, do beavers even know what they're doing, or do they just hear running water and think, absolutely not? Hell no. <laughs> I'm Mike. I am also Mike. So welcome trying, to... Uh, trying new things. Yeah. Welcome to episode <clears throat> 17. 17. We're almost legal. Dude, almost... <laughs> We're almost legal as a podcast. <laughs> we should buy cigarettes for the next podcast. <laughs> and just hear just... <laughs> Mm-hmm. My up. voice is already shot as is. Pick up smoking. Let alone, let alone cigarettes and, and smoke. That would just be terrible. <clears throat> My voice feels good. You feeling, you feeling good? You feeling strong? I feel strong right now, man. See, I, I made the mistake of, of hey, let me uh, start tracking vocals again for this record. And I start screaming my heart out, screaming my, my, my throat and my lungs out. And then all of a sudden... They're like, hey, you guys want to play a show in two weeks? And I'm like, uh. You're like, yes, because I'm getting all this practice. Yes, I guess so. I'm strengthening my voice. Would love to. Yeah, <clears throat> I, uh, I, I felt, I felt good today. I, I did a, basically, I don't know if this is going to be the norm. I took, let me just start with saying I took a long nap. I took like a five hour nap today. Just because. must be nice. Yeah. This weekend was crazy. I didn't, like I barely slept. And it wasn't for anything bad. I was just doing fun, 
Fun stuff. This, this weekend was supposed to be one of those weekends where we just <clears throat> hung out and did nothing. Mm -hmm. And it ended up being super busy. We did like everything. <laughs> we, uh, what did we do? What did we do Friday? We did everything and nothing at all. I know. What did we, Friday? We went to dinner. Went to dinner, which was fun. I got to see the whole, I got to see, I went in my buddy Chris's truck and he has a raised truck. Do you know what kind of truck it is uh, for anyone who would know or care? I didn't see that truck. I is I, I don't know what he drives. I basically he I basically had to be like carried in. Like it was <laughs> picked I you up like, Simba style. Like this yeah. was this was Mike getting into the truck. Yeah, I I felt like a child. Um it was cool. <clears throat> and so like so we went we wait, all your time in the nine bro nine and you've never, ever, ever ridden in a lifted truck? Never. Interesting. Never anything lifted. Um and so, yeah, so I've never been, or like you say, I've never been anything that high driving through Riverside. And so, you know, they, they like picked me up and we went, we went out to, went to Heroes and I could barely even pay attention to what we were talking about in the car just because I was, I was looking out the window and it was such a new perspective on a place that I've grown up my whole life. Cause like, and I've seen all the, I've seen all this shit, like I've driven by it, but it's just weird to see it from the freeway. A view I've never seen ever. You know what I mean? Like it was I just can weird. Show you the world. I was a hundred percent distracted <laughs> the whole time we were driving. They're like talking. I'm like, uh huh. I'm like, mm hmm. And I'm just like, what the fuck? I was like, Dude, I can see like rooftops and shit. I was like, I can see like certain streets that I didn't know were there. I see like a there's like a park in an area I didn't realize was there. Um, it's amazing. It's, it's truly, it's truly amazing. It's wild how how such a little thing, even in our thirties, can be such a childish eye-opening moment with 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 such innocence yeah experiencing the world this way it made me i don't want to just knock because freaking gas is insane but yeah <laughs> it made it made me want to like explore riverside like why, why go, go street for street i can't be fooling around with gas prices <laughs> i do, do i drive on your bicycle dude no i drive a <laughs> i drive a i drive a toyota camry oh i put Eighty dollars and to fill it up. Yeah, that's, that's at Costco wow. where it's cheaper. How big is your tank? Like thirteen. And you spent eighty something dollars. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Yeah, gas prices are insane right now. Um, yeah. <clears throat> I am still paying le even with the gas prices up higher. I'm still paying less in gas than I did when I had my Jeep. Oh, so yeah, your Jeep was. Which is which is fine, but still, it's it's, it's a little tough to uh, to fork out that uh, that mm -hmm. debit card every time I go to the gas station. Dude, it was hard. I was like mad, <laughs> it, like put me in a bad mood. I was just like, I spent eight fucking dollars. On gas I, right now. I was I was looking at my gas tank when I was driving home last night, or when we were driving home last night, and I was like, oh fuck, I'm gonna have to fill this up this week. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have to get gas this week. But it's all right. It was worth it. Yeah. It was worth it. So Friday, we went to dinner. Saturday, uh, we did our normal coffee run um, mm -hmm. and hangout sesh. And then uh, we came back to my house. You you left for oh, a bit. Oh, that's right. You left for like, a bit. I was like, what do we do Saturday? Um, um, no. <clears throat> came I'm back to my house and, and did some real manly stuff. Um, we were installing suspension, installing lowering springs on the car. <laughs> and... Uh, this is not a flattering picture of my crotch underneath a car. <laughs> but anyways, we were doing uh, manly stuff. We'll put a picture of it here. And um, 
and uh, Mike, I, I guess I, I guess, I guess I under overestimated Mike's, Mike's uh, mechanical prowess mm. when we were dealing with the cars. Because I asked Mike, hey, um, can you pass me those center caps over there? Because I'm going to swap them out on the wheels. And he was like. He said, he said it just like that. He's like, hey, can you pass me the center caps right there? <laughs> like so confidently. And like, mind you, what he pointed to had a lot of things on it. <laughs> there's, there's many things there. So I was just like. You're like the things with the Audi logo on, <laughs> on them. Like, yeah, got it. Here you go. Got it. Yeah. <clears throat> um. The suspension was one of those things where it was it was humbling because because it's not like this you know we've we've done this before we've been there mm -hmm. and uh, this this car definitely threw us for a loop a couple times um, so that ended up being like an all day thing we ordered pizzas we hung out we we partook in some cervezas uh, <clears throat> and then. The the whole time that I was underneath the car laying down, uh, Mike Mike fell asleep. I was laying down too. Mike fell asleep. <laughs> I first fell asleep on this couch right here, watching um, something. Some the most random thing. So uh, I felt we we're watching something, and then I saw a thing for Dragon Force, and so I just pushed it, and it was a live perform <laughs> performance of Dragon Force. So then I went down this like Dragon Force like like rabbit hole and I just listen. I watched, I watched them live and then I was just like, Oh, that's cool. I was like, I remember, I want to see what they like with their old singer. And then I like watched the video of their old singer and then I, they have a new singer. Yeah. They got a new singer in 2011 oh. or <clears throat> wait, was yeah. that, was that pre or post through the fire and the flames that they got, they got the new singer after through the fire and flames. Oh, okay. Yeah. And I remember, I remember it was weird because I'm pretty sure their one of their first performances in the U.S. with their new singer was at New England Metal and Hardcore Fest. So we got to see them. Crazy. Yeah. And I remember being like, mm, it's all right. I mean, he's good. He's fucking, like, he's good. But I, I was just kind of like, uh-huh. Does, does it ever blow your mind that, I mean, like, no bragging rights is you guys have heavy parts, you have tough parts. But I wouldn't say that you guys are like, a metal band heavy as fuck. You know what I mean? Yeah. Does it ever blow your mind the kind of like festivals and heavy metal bands that you guys have played with? Yeah. Like the, <laughs> like the tour we did with the Acacia Strain. Yeah. Fit for an Autopsy, I Declare War, and Cruel Hand. Yeah. 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 It's it's pretty wild. Yeah, we played New England Metal and Hardcore Fest. Uh, that was pretty, that was pretty intense. I felt like we were like, I think we were like the only band that like sang for, until like, until like, uh, like periphery or someone went on and I was like, okay, I think, this, you know, I don't know. It's like, Did yeah. Did Kill Switch play that? Yeah. That was the first show back with Jesse. Yeah. Fucking sick. Yeah. That's when, I think I've said this on the, on the podcast, but, um, I, I was like, we were like, I was like walking out of the venue and he was walking in or vice versa, whatever. And so we like kind of got stuck in traffic. So he was like face to face with me. And like just right away, I was I asked him. I was like, "Hey, uh, what do you do to preserve your voice for tour?" Or like, "What do you what do you do?" And he was, he just said something very like he's like, "Oh, I just I don't know, just you know, warm up." And I was like, "No, but like, what do you do?" Like, I'm a vocalist. He's like, "No, but really." He's like, "Oh, okay, um, okay." He's like, "Yeah, yeah." He's like, "Uh, hydrate, hydration." He's like, "That's like the biggest thing." He's like, "Doesn't matter how much you drink or smoke, whatever." 
he's like, you guys make sure you hydrate like the night before, drink tons of water. And uh, yeah, he's like, hydration is like the big thing for me. That's what I do. That's one thing I need to uh, adopt more in my life is drinking more water. Dude, I tell the I tell the burner shit guys before we have shows. I I say like with the like pound pound like piss your bed tonight. Yeah. Because then the next day you'll feel great. And the show I lost my voice. I didn't do that. Oh, that's right. I had told everyone to do it, and I didn't do it that you night. Didn't do it. Mm-mm, I forgot, and I was like, oh, you know what? I'll just drink water in the morning. Not the same. <clears throat> Was it also because of the other things that you were drinking? No, that's never affected me. <laughs> Hydra- like for me, like hydration is hydrate. Like well, as long as I can hydrate with water, then it doesn't matter what I drink. Because I've had, I've had, you know, on tour, I drink coffee, and coffee is bad for you, technically. Technically, <laughs> you know, that's like one of the worst things. <clears throat> you know, coffee drives you out, alcohol drives you out. Um, I didn't smoke, so, <clears throat> but yeah, that's why I like bands who like. Uh, who like smoke openly, like, like usually, usually it's cause they can, they're like, they're pretty hydrated. Like they drink tons of yeah. water. I've been, uh, I've been trying to make it better practice to, uh, I bring my, my beefy metal water bottle to work with me and I try and kill like two of them a day, Damn. you know, but, but you don't, but I don't, <laughs> not always <laughs> today. I was like, <clears throat> cause I knew that I'm like back into this, like, Hey, let's get ready for a show in two mm-hmm. weeks mode. And I was just like, <laughs> like, like the video of you at heroes. The last time we went to see Batman, I was holding mm-hmm. my water bottle. I was just like, it's <laughs> <laughs> like forcing myself to water. It's hard, dude. It's hard. It's hard to drink water when you're not thirsty. Yeah. And you're just doing it because you know, you need to do it. Yeah. It's hard for me. I can't drink water if it's like lukewarm. It has to be cold. Yeah. Well, and I, it's tough on my voice too. I can pound, I, I pound, if I need to pound water, I pound it warm. Really? Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that sounds terrible. I know. But like, if I want to have like, like, uh, like for instance, like today, like before I got on, before I ran, I, I ran and did my vocal stuff. I like, I pounded a whole thing of just like room temperature water, like just pounded it and felt fine. And then when I went to do my thing, I made sure that I put Philip into the water and I put like ice in it. So it was like cool. So, I mean, I definitely will do cold water. <clears throat> I don't trip though. Like I'm not somebody who like has to have like room temperature water on stage or like has to be ice cold. Like I really don't care. If, if I, if they give me an ice cold water bottle on stage, I usually just do the hold it in your mouth yeah. for a little bit until it, yeah. you know. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Um, oh. So that was Saturday. Mm-hmm. And then Sunday, so, now Sunday, I was expecting to literally do nothing. I got up. <laughs> all right. Two, two stories. I got up and I went to take my, uh, my car to the alignment shop. Cause, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Saturday we worked on the, the Springs and Sunday I go to the, uh, local shop down the street from my house. <clears throat> uh, and cause they're open on Sundays. So I go in there and I go to get an alignment and, uh, there's a girl up at the front believe she's like the assistant manager of the place pretty cute right so i'm like oh okay you know hey what's up you like know. michael says she was beautiful <clears throat> <laughs> she was she was she's the apple of my eye she was a, she was a dream a walking dream <laughs> i wonder if she listens to this podcast <laughs> no so she was i mean she's fairly attractive uh girl you know and she's like hey you, what are you here for and i said i just need an alignment in my car and she goes is it dropped and i go yes and she was like I don't think we can do it. I don't think it's going to fit on the rack because it's too low. 
Mm. I go, okay. And so she calls the guy over and um, <clears throat> he's like, yeah, it's too low. It's not going to fit on our, on our um, rack. And I go, okay, well, can you guys at least like throw it on the lift and just double check the suspension? Like just do a check for me real quick because, um, you know, we did it in the garage and I just want to make sure before I go driving super far that everything's good. Mm -hmm. Right. So he's like, all right, cool. <clears throat> so he, he put, throws it on the lift and like five minutes later, I'm like talking to my mom on the phone. He's like, Hey bud. And I'm like, Oh, what's up? He's like, all right, mom, I'm gonna call you back. So I walk over and he's standing under the car. He's like, yeah, pretty much everything looks good. Um, these two nuts right here on the ca on the um, the camber bolts were the only things that were kind of loose. And I go, okay. He goes, but I tightened them down. You should be good. And I was like, cool. And he goes, yeah, I'll, I'll you know get you rung up right now. And I go, okay. So I walk back up to the front, <clears throat> and there's this guy and his girlfriend who had just pulled up in like a Mercedes, and uh, he's like, you know, like they're just joking around, and she's. She's like, yeah, I'm trying to get these run flat tires for my car, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, that's what, I don't know what that means. <laughs> so there, there's this, there's a, there's a, I'm not even gonna explain it to you. <laughs> there's tires that that if even if you get a hole in them, you could still run them flat, and they're not Sick. gonna ruin the tire. And Amantium tires, <clears throat> pretty much, yeah. yeah. Wolverine tires. Mm -hmm. um, so <clears throat> when uh, so I'm talking to them, you know, she's like shooting the shit with them, and then the dude brings the paperwork out. And the girl comes back out and she's like, all right, um, you know, cool. Like I have your paperwork. Um, you know, we didn't do anything, but he talked to you about your nuts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I just like you, me being me, I just was trying really hard not to laugh because I knew she was being serious. Yeah. <clears throat> and the guy was like, damn dog. It's like that. Y'all just be talking about your nuts in the middle of the shop. And I was like, Hey man, it's the best way to start a Sunday morning. And then she goes, Oh my God. She turned straight red and she's like, I, Oh my God. Oh, I did. I didn't. And I was like, no, it's okay. It's fine. I was like, anytime somebody talks about my nuts, it's okay. It's, it's okay. <laughs> so anyways, they were like, yeah, we, we're not going to charge you. <clears throat> um, you know, we just looked at it and I was like, cool. Appreciate it. And we were just laughing and I, and I took off and then I went to a different alignment shop in Woodcrest because my boy my McCall, shout out to Chris, um, told me every lowered car he's had has gone to this place to get an alignment. I said, all right, cool. So I got it aligned and <clears throat> while I'm waiting, then I start, start getting texts, Martin and Chris, hey, let's do a barbecue, you know, let's, let's you know, hang out today. And mind you, I'm like, <clears throat> I'm like, barely dressed for the day i just got up expecting to go down the street now all of a sudden i'm like a half hour away from my house getting an alignment done walking to dunkin donuts to get a coffee like just a shit show you know and then i'm like all right you know whatever we'll, we'll go to a barbecue and i'm texting you at the time mm -hmm. and then you're like hey i got tickets to a king's game do you want to go and i was like <laughs> i mean you know why thank, not thank you jake be honest. <clears throat> shout out to shout out to jake round papa jake Papa Jake, Pure Noise Records. Um, yeah, so then we went and had burgers and barbecue and and uh, whiskey shots. Uh, and then Mike went home to take a nap. Mm -hmm. And we but played as, well, yeah. video games. As we were getting ready to leave, as I, I was getting ready to leave, Chris was like, yeah, I got this thing off of... Uh, off of Instagram and like I have all the Nintendo games. I have all the things. And I was just like I was like, no, you probably got the one that's probably like all the knockoff, like the third third like the the games nobody nobody ever plays. Yep. Like Excite Excite Bike like four. How dare you? Excite Bike was amazing. Excite Bike was amazing. <laughs> Excite Bike four, not so much. 
And so my brother had gotten, he'd gotten one and we were like stoked. And there's there like a few games or like the actual game, like the first one that was like, okay, cool. Like bases loaded or whatever it was. But it was just like all these like kind of like knockoff games or like the, yeah, like the later versions that no one cared about. No one had, no one owned. Yeah. And so it was kind of a bummer. And then, uh, so I was like telling Chris, like, yeah, no, I bet you it's like the late. He's like, no, no, no. Like this has like a ton of like cool games. And so like we have to check them on this. So we <clears> went <throat> in, dude, sure enough, man, you had a ton of games on there. <laughs> It's fucking sick. So we're, like we were playing Tech Mobile. Mm-hmm. Oh, you guys played Tech Mobile? We played Tech Mobile. Oh, uh, uh, we played uh, Marvel versus Tekken. What? Marvel versus Street Fighter. So I was like, does that? I don't know. Like just <clears throat> Marvel versus Street Fighter, my man. Which is freaking rad. Yep. So that's what they were playing, and I was like, okay, I can't leave yet. Then, <laughs> but like I had to leave because I had to sleep. I was so tired. I was so okay. So uh, sun, so Sunday, the, the date uh, time changed. And the night before, so I'd left, I left, uh, I left Mike's house and I went home cause I was like, well, I need to like get my, cause that was like the two week mark of me having to sing like full blast, like do my, my stuff. And so, um, and so, you know, I went home and I did that and I just had a hard time falling asleep that night. And so with the time change, like 4am came fast. Like I think I got about two hours of sleep. And so I was tired Sunday. Anyway, so then. Yeah, so then they, so then my, I seen all these texts from everybody about Chris having a barbecue at his house, and I think I told Mike I was like, "Hey man, I'm just gonna go straight to Chris's because if I go home, I'm not gonna come out. Yeah, I'm gonna like, I'm gonna fall asleep and I'm not gonna wake up." And so, anyway, see, so I went to Chris's. It was awesome, and I needed to leave, take a nap, but Chris, he he really did have these cool games, and so we, so we, <laughs> we were playing. I didn't want to leave. I was like, oh, but I had to sleep, and so I left, took a. Took a little power nap, and then went to the game. The game was fun. The game was fun. I now I'm. I know of the sport of hockey. You know, I've uh, I've played a little bit in my time. Played some roller hockey. Been on the ice a few times, but never never been a big hockey fan. <clears throat> but um, but last night was a little little game changer for me. I, by the end of the game, I was I was in it. I was in it. I was in it. I was fucking yelling at people. Jumping up and down and shit, spilling beer, dude. And what made it what made it fun was, uh, <clears throat> so I don't know if you I don't know if you caught this, but so the people behind us they were pretty vocal, yeah. And so when they uh, <coughs> the Kings were losing two one third period, like two minutes left in the game. So in hockey, when you're losing, one of the strategies is if you're losing, you take your goaltender out for an extra player, an extra attacker, yeah. And it's a risk, but at the same time, it's like, well, you're losing anyway, right? right? And so, um, and so they do that, and the guy, the guy behind us is like, "That's retarded!" Like, <laughs> he's like, "That's not going to do anything." Not that the team's going to score. And then, dude, sure enough, with 30 seconds left, the Kings score to tie the game. Yeah, freaking. That's it was like that. From then on, it was just like the whole place was like dude, electric. And it was such a it was such a clean pass, and then such a clean what a dude, shot, yeah, dude. what a shot. Oh my gosh, and. <clears throat> Like we like from there the same like it lit up legit yeah. like, and uh, yeah, yeah but it, it was a quiet game. What's what's fucked up is like what took me out of it a little bit in the beginning was we had an older couple sitting oh, in front fuck, of us, dude. dude. I thought I was gonna fucking I was gonna I was gonna lay that old dude out mm. because um, <clears throat> so like like he's arguing with his wife and they're both 
telling each other that they're drunk. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, they, they came out tonight. They've both been drinking or whatever. And then I guess they're like doing that whole like, like trying to be quiet, but still fucking arguing type shit. Like, you know, you're fucking drunk. Fuck you. Like that type of thing. I heard a couple fuck you. <clears throat> yeah. But that's all. I, I couldn't really hear them and I couldn't see anything. I guess I just saw them like, like, you know, doing the whole like, like we're in public. Let's yeah. not. <laughs> but then this dude straight up like, like I like he's straight up just like he kind of mushed her face like and pushed her out of the way. And I was like, at that point, I was like, whoa, dude, like what the fuck? Right. So now I'm on edge. I'm on like I because I don't I mean, I'm not the toughest guy in the world, but don't you don't do that shit. Right. Mm. <clears throat> and then he like fucking like he's, he's like, no, fuck you. And then he just like like closed fisted hit his wife in the face. Like he didn't cock back, but it was just like one of like, like a Bruce Lee, like one inch punch <laughs> and like fucking hits her in the face and then gets up and storms off. Uh, and he's like walking away. He's like, fuck you. And I like, I was, I was so shocked at first. You, yeah. And I was like, yo, are you like, and then he just went away and she just like threw her hands up and then took her phone out. Mm -hmm. And then low key, I was like, kind of trying to, <laughs> I was trying to read, <laughs> trying to read the, t the text messages because see, like, if there's, there's danger imminent. Yeah. <clears throat> but he never came back. He never came back. And she, he left her there by herself. Mm -hmm. Um, and I was like, dude, if this guy comes back and tries to get aggressive like that, I like, I'm, I'm going to fucking lay his, but then, then, you know, then I'd go to jail because <clears throat> yeah. you can't fight in an arena, mm -mm. which brings me to the next story. <laughs> Guess who almost got to a fight in the fucking arena? <laughs> first, first off, and I'm being hundred percent honest here. I don't think, I would have. I mean, I would have defended myself. You wouldn't have gone out of your way to fight this. Guy. No, I don't know. But I'm just upset that I wasn't there. I mean, I don't think he would have said shit if you were there, because he was with his girlfriend. It's just me. Yeah. I think he's just trying to be cool for his girlfriend. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So, uh, I was wearing my Angels jersey, which I kind of know. You I, knew what you were doing. I knew what when I was you doing. Part of me was just like, you know what? It's like gray. It's kind of got that gray way. You know, might I might pass if no one looks at the front because <laughs> it's you know. But but I also knew like okay, playing the Panthers, whatever. People see Anaheim, they're gonna associate it to the Ducks. I'm not a Ducks fan. Never never was. But I understand that. And so I'm kind of like I'm kind of like prepared. Yeah. Mentally prepared. Yeah. And normally. I'd be prepared for like anyone who said like, cause I, I was waiting to hear like, Oh, you know, yeah, there's going to be people that, oh, yeah, yeah, something. Angels so, suck. Yeah. 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 And so, and like, I was telling Mike this too, cause it Which was like, it's fair. We, we do. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but, um, you're not telling me anything new, but it was just like, if you would have said the angels suck, then, you know, it's like, yeah, well, whatever. I would probably just say you suck. Yeah. Which isn't as, as, uh, <clears throat> as like a, what's it? Aggressive or whatever. But but he said, he said, fuck the angels. And he's walking directly towards me. I, I literally just came out of the bathroom. He's like walking down in my direction. And so he, he's like, he's like, fuck the angels. And so I just right away said, fuck you. Like just like, just back, <laughs> this, just back to just my, but I was like response. smiling when I said it. Yeah. I was like smiling when I said it. And so then he did the whole like, oh, fuck me. And I was oh, like, fuck me. Well, yeah. Fuck you then. And so I was like, yeah, fuck you. And I was, I was still, I was like, I said it like that, like smiling, like laughing. Until he got into my face, he got in my face, and of course everything changed. I was just, just like waiting for him to do something. Yeah, and he kept saying, "Oh fuck me, fuck me," and I was just like, "Yeah, man." Like I don't know. I was just like, but at that point, I was like staring at him. Yeah. And his, but his girlfriend was already right away, like trying to control him. So I, I stood my ground. He, they left. So <laughs> they I, walked away. So they walked away. I feel like it was a win. 
I gave up no ground. But at the same time, like I said, if you would have if you would have swung on me, I would have defended myself. I don't think. I've, yeah. I'm like, I, I I don't know if I would have the presence of mind to be like, you're fighting me because of the angels. <laughs> Uh, this is a weird reason to be fighting. Yeah, but and I just like I I was sitting at the at the at the seats, you know, mm. hanging out, listening to the guys behind us talk about uh, their half of them had a knowledge of hockey, the other half of them did not. Yeah, <laughs> and so I'm just listening to them talk, and Mike comes back, and he's just kind of like, you know, almost almost got into a fight right now, and I was like, what? Mm. With who? Where was I? Why didn't I go pee with you? I know. <laughs> Why don't we go pee together? Yeah. Oh, we get a sword fought. Mm. <clears throat> but yeah, but it was fine. I mean, I, I, whatever. I didn't care. I was just like, all right. And by the time I got, I came back like third period. Was, not, overtime was starting. Yeah. It was overtime. Yeah. So it was just kind of like, I don't know. You're like in such a rush to get back to the game. You're like, I, I want yeah. to stay on my ground, but I want to go back. Yeah. I had zero. I had zero. I didn't want to do anything. Yeah. That it was just like. All right, he's being stupid. But anyway, for the Angels, Angels uh, organization, if anyone t- happens to see this, um, I am a big fan. Uh, both of us are. Both of us are. T- we, I don't know. Send tickets our way. No big deal. Yeah, you know, if you ever want us to come to a game and if you ever want to plug uh, at Walking Blind Pod and show us on the Jumbotron, you know, we'll, we'll be wearing Angels gear. Always. <clears throat> Always. I wore Angel gear knowing that... Uh, Andrew, my, our buddy Andrew, he's a big Dodger fan, and uh, so I, I thought I I thought for sure he'd wear Dodger gear, so that's why I came like hard in my angel red. I'm sh- I'm <laughs> I'm actually you know I wonder if he. I think he's, respectful for me. No, I think he's one of those guys that only wears the sporting gear when he's going to an event or a game. Our podcast is not an event. <laughs> Apparently not. Now, now you've changed my whole viewpoint on Andrew and his respect level for our show. Right. Yeah. So I came hard. I came in bright red, my bright red jersey. He sent me a workout plan today. I can't be that mad at him. Did he? I didn't yeah. get one. He sent me a full plan. It's full. <clears throat> Dude. But yeah, Kings game. Once again, thank you. Thank you, Jake. It was fun. We got street dogs. Expensive Dude, can we, ass street dogs. Can we talk about dogs? the hustle of these street dog vendors now? Like back in the day, we used to be able to go to events or whatever, walk out and get a hot dog for like three bucks. Yeah. Right. And I mean, these are the bacon wrap, bacon wrap dogs. Mm. You know, they've got mm. the the onions, the mayo, ketchup, That's you know, cool, yeah. everything you could want. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> First off, now they're on Venmo. So you could just scan mm-hmm. the code. You don't even need cash. You just Venmo them. Yeah, because Mike was like, oh, I don't have cash. And I was like, dude, it's 2022, man. I think I'm sure they got Venmo. It's way behind, man. What a, what a missed opportunity if they didn't. Yeah, you true. Because a couple of them didn't have the Venmo. Yeah. Um, but the, uh, but Maria did. <clears throat> and uh, those dogs are now $8 dude, a piece. It was hard. I was, I tried to do the whole like, yeah. I don't understand. Like... <laughs> Because uh, she said, um, cause I said, uh, I asked her like how much they are. She said they're you know eight. They're ochenta. I was like, and I was like, oh ochenta para los dos, like like eight dollars for the two. And she's like, no, ochenta para uno. This is this is seis para los dos. And I was like, huh? I was like, this is ocho. She's like, no, this is seis para los dos. I was like, fuck. I was like, all right, all right, fine. Fine. Yeah, they're. I mean, they're good. I don't know if they're eight dollars good, but I guess for yeah, I guess for for the situation and and the fact that we spent 
like fifteen dollars per beer. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, Crypto.com Arena, I was under the impression that I could use my Crypto.com coins right. to purchase things in your stadium. And for some reason, the app kept failing while I was there. Mm. Let's talk about that. That's where it should work the best. The best. Crypto. I have I have Crypto.com stats just because I was like, dude, how, yeah. they named a fucking stadium after you guys? Yeah. How, Come could, on. how could you not? But that's like, get on, get on that, Crypto.com. <laughs> We're over here blasting companies. I know. <laughs> but if you like to if you'd like to advertise with us, you know, uh check out crypto.com, walking blind pod. Use use offer <laughs> Yeah. Offer code hot dogs. Dude. The sponsorships are coming. Dude, all right. Well let's let's we we do have some questions, so let's uh let's jump in. Wait, mental health check. Oh, oh yeah. Go. I am <clears throat> I'm all right. I'm in. I'm. I'm trying to get back into, uh, uh, one show mode because. Oh, I guess we haven't. We said it on the or you said it on the live, but I haven't. Oh yeah, yeah. On the show. Say so, sure. um, let's plug our shit, dude. This is our platform. Yeah, let's dude. Plug it. Uh, so of course we've been talking about Tough Love Fest Ten, um, is coming up. Mm-hmm. The the initial plan was that no bragging rights, make it a comeback show. Want to see my friends play, so I was just gonna do merch and slang some teas. Um. You know, and I was gonna be like, "Hey, man, come come hang out with the Walking Blind boys uh, at the merch table." But <clears throat> we got a call um, that a band from Chicago dropped off. They're like, "NBR doesn't draw like we had hoped they would." And they're like, uh, "We need help, NBR. We need you guys." Um, so we got a message from the promoter saying, "Like, uh, so so at first um, it was you know uh, they hit up Martin and asked if." Torture Culture would be down to play. And Martin has been filling in for us on drums. And Martin was like, well, I don't want to pull double duty, but I'll talk to the guys and see what they want to do. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so um, so when he told me, I was like, let me let me talk to the guys. The other guys were down. And then it was like, all right, who are we going to get to play drums? So I threw the message out there, um, half expecting to get a no, but just, I was like, hey, Steve. <clears throat> now, Steve. Steve the Machine is a machine. Uh, he played for my old band, Creative Void, mm-hmm. and is now the drummer in Voodoo Glow Skulls. He's also did a, he did our Census Fail Tour with No Bragging Rights. Yeah. So Steve, one of our like, you know, really good homies. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was just like, Hey man, um, you know, <clears throat> I don't know if you're interested. And, you know, we talked a little bit, a little bit back and forth and pretty much he was just like, Hey, the lo- that, that show's like two minutes, two miles away from the lockout that I, have and that I play at and practice at and he's like so um he's like and I already know two of the songs so I'm down Sick. and I was like what <laughs> and then so like uh because we were having the talk with the guys about who's gonna play drums for us we had thrown mm-hmm. some names out there and then I was like Steve's gonna play uh drums for us you know we'll jam over the next couple of weeks and both of them were like oh fuck yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, dude yeah he's gonna He's yeah. going to elevate it. Elevate the music. So Torture Culture is going to be playing uh, Tough Love with with our boys. No yes. Um, it's kind of cool. Riverside Riverside Hardcore, in a way. Riverside represented. <clears throat> yep. So, um, so, yeah, so you're getting ready for... Yeah. So getting getting back into show mode and also um, getting back... I, I know I've said this probably every episode since we started this, so like 17 episodes now, but officially back in the groove of training again and working out. I did 
I did my my two mile run on the treadmill. Good man. You know, singing and and uh, <clears throat> getting started with this whole uh, plan that um, Andrew sent me. You know, so who knows? Maybe by episode thirty. Give myself three months. Give me three months. We'll we'll check in and see how uh, see the changes. Andrew was supposed to send me a workout plan so I could be ripped for the show. So <clears throat> Andrew did ask me. He goes, um, "Is Mike gonna work out with you, or is he gonna like do his own thing?" I was like, "You should probably build him a different plan <laughs> than mine." <laughs> I was like, "Because uh, I don't know. I have a pull-up bar. I have a kettlebell. A kettlebell. I have like a couple little free weight things." I can give you some bands. You can you can do band work. Yeah, I like bands. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah. Yeah. Working. <clears throat> Other than that, though, um, yeah, just work work has been hectic. It's been a little, a little stressful. Um, <laughs> I'm coming up on, so there are three of us that are trainers. And in a couple weeks, two of them are going on vacation for spring break with their families at the same time oh so it's just gonna be me actually uh the week of the show dang so <laughs> so i'll have i'll have a little bit of aggression for that for that show perfect uh, perfect remember yeah. piss rather than more than tough yeah piss piss more than tough mm-hmm. um and uh yeah it's been uh it's been a it's been a whole ordeal but hey gotta pay bills right yeah. <laughs> what about you man how you been uh, I've been good. Um, I was actually this morning. I was talking with, uh, with one of my friends, and uh, I was kind of mentioning as it just as I was talking, it kind of came out, and I was just like, you know what? Uh, for as stress as I as I should feel, um, I'm actually doing pretty well, and I think it's just because I've been like exercising. You know, I've been drinking a lot of water. The only thing, only thing that's been hard for me is to get sleep at night. But I'm starting to nap, nap at least during the day. But sleep at night is just not, it's just not happening. Um, but uh, yeah, so I feel like I feel like I feel good. Like I feel like today I felt good. Um, and uh, yeah, mentally, I think just having, having. Uh, I, oh, and I kind of did like a little change. So like I'm, I'm still trying to stick to the plan of like school and like I'm actually looking for a different. A, a different job uh but um in the meantime i'm like very happy with my job that i'm at now at the coffee shop and uh i'm kind of like really allowing myself to like be like focused and have fun with the nbr thing with the nbr show because it's only one show and i'm really like i've just felt really stressed with like other things and so i'm like excited about the show obviously i'm excited about djing emo night <laughs> yeah next week next, <laughs> next week. weekend for any ie listeners <clears throat> i will be djing saturday night the 19th i think uh, march 19th at dba pomona. dba pomona to come out get sad with us i will be hype manning yes you know dude i think i might we'll see we'll see you gonna, are you gonna lose i think i'm not i'm not i don't know I don't know. I might get crazy. We'll see. Oh man, do we need to? Do we need to be? Do we need to be behind the scenes? Do we need to bring a camera? Let's bring a camera, dude. Let's bring it. Let's, Let's air it. Um, are you gonna do one of these? You gonna put your hands up and you know? I'm more thinking of the one hand. I don't know if I can do the two or the hand. I think more. I think more that <laughs> yeah, one. Yeah, it, it looked weird when the other hand came up. <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> All our friends are like, oh, no, Mike. Like, Mike, no. Mike, why are you moving like that? What are you doing? Who taught him that? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not, dude, someone, uh, I think Joey, our buddy Joey, Joey Amore sent, sent me a, a video of like the last time they had an emo night. It looked, it looks rowdy. DVA? Yeah. Yeah. It looked fun. Dude, so. especially if you get the song, like if you get jams that people know. It makes me want to redo my jam list. Does it? A little bit. I think the jams I picked are sick, but they're jams that I like. But that's fair. As long as you have a good mix of jams that people could sing along to. Yeah, right? I, I think so. As long as you don't have anything that's like completely left field. No, I don't. Yeah. I don't think. I think the most left field, and it shouldn't be left field, is probably the Thursday. I feel like that's not left field for us. It might be left field for other people. Yeah. For some of the younger emo kids. <laughs> or some of the, the the young kids discovering emo now. Ooh. Which is like an interesting an interesting trend. Isn't that a weird thought to think of like someone just getting into like <clears throat> like my chemical romance now? Or like the used or well, it, Thursday. It's, it is kind of wild that there's this whole resurgence of like that emo you know trend and and that whole genre of music has just exploded back into the world yeah pop punk made a big resurgence yeah and then now it's the emo thing yeah hardcore next hardcore come on come on hardcore (laughs) (laughs) i just i just think it's interesting that like you know you have bands like hawthorne heights right Mm -hmm. that were so huge when we were younger. Not on my list. And then kind of fell off for a bit. And then now we're huge again. Mm-hmm. And their new record's good. I really like their new record. They have a new record? On Pure Noise. Oh, shit. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, there's just, there's, it's, it's cool. Like there's, now you and I, um, <clears throat> we were listening to that new single from The Main and Taking Back Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and at first made fun of it. I was like, oh, this is, this is whatever. And now I can't oh, yeah. stop listening to we it. We literally did make fun of it. Cause we were like, what is this? Like, this is so safe. Yeah. And then the next day he was just like, dude, I can't stop listening to this. And I was like, we made fun of it together. <laughs> I can't stop listening to it. I can't stop listening to it. But no, it's cool. So that's where I'm at. Sick. I guess that's where I'm at too. I'm at, I'm just, I'm just excited for things coming up i'm using them as like good coping mechanisms for the other stresses in my life so, yeah. yeah i think i think it's I, i'm curious because right now like we're <clears throat> and maybe this is just me but right now we're kind of riding on this high of like oh fuck yeah like shows are coming like cool shit is coming mm-hmm. we've got a bit like we've got a cool show planned that we had originally for april but we're pushing back to may yeah oh yeah um you know and that's mm-hmm. gonna be fun um but then, like, what happens after all this? Or do we crash? And do we'll we probably crash like, really hard. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Spiral. <laughs> Out of control. So. But it's it's going to be fun. It's going to be a good time. Yeah. I'm excited. Very, I'm truly, truly excited to be playing again. I, I really think that there's this, you know, we always talk about no bragging rights, but I, I always think that there's this, like, you guys are going to draw so big for that show just because it's been so long. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And plus the new record, people want to hear it live, uh, you know, just 
all these things that can do destruction of a king coming back, back you know like that's just there's some cool stuff going on for this festival so i'm excited i i just i'm you know like i'm i'm trying to act really cool about it but i'm excited that we got the offer to play it was yeah. like yes yeah um i was about to give martin a guilt trip and be like dude come on man just like if we can't find a drummer dude <laughs> <laughs> just, dude, just one more time. Just dude, get on one, one time, Martin. You're my best friend. I've seen you do it on tour, <laughs> dude. Martin's done some crazy <clears throat> shit on tour. Martin is literally something's happened where like the drummer for a band we're on tour with like had to like fly home for an emergency or yeah something. And Martin has been like, yeah, give me your give me like a CD or what your playlist is, and I'll I'll learn it tonight. Yeah. And then the next day he shows up on shows up and he plays with them live, and it's just like. It, crazy. He's crazy. He's he's a madman. Yeah, I'm excited. I um, yeah. I'm. It was funny too. I, I began a couple like there's a couple friends that are like, like why this festival? <laughs> like, because well, it's <clears throat> it's being being pretty honest. Like it's gonna be a pretty pretty violent. I think in for some sets. Uh, yeah, for some sets. Yeah, I I think that that um there's a, a a large enough mix of bands yeah you know um that there's a lot of different genres going on in here mm-hmm. but <clears throat> it's also going to be let's be real it's going to be very crew heavy yeah it's going to be a very crew heavy show so um but i th- i think for for myself I don't think it's like a surprise that our band is done really well and like crew heavy or just like the quote unquote like violent scenes just because I feel like we're just such a change for a yeah, lot of it's like a <laughs> breath of fresh air. And, uh, and we've always been like, I'm, we've never been like, like we, I'm like straight up. Like I remember being like really, really nervous when we got that Acacia strain offer with Acacia strain. I declare war if we're not topsy. Cause like we were, literally the only band that sang one but um i remember thinking like dude i don't know how this is gonna go down like there's there's people there like probably not wanting to hear what i have to say but it was like complete opposite it was just like we did really well with those on that tour um you know i just feel like you know i i like stuff like this excites me like these these type of shows excite me like i feel like I don't know. I feel like it's opportunity kind of like putting our money where our mouth is as far as like what our messages and, and stuff. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for this. One of, one of the things about like, <clears throat> I don't know what it is, I don't, but like every time we play with beat down bands, heavy bands, stuff like that, I have this tendency now and I've, I've caught myself doing it is I just, I'm like constantly laughing on stage and it's not that I'm laughing at people. It's just that like, I'm thinking like, I'm so not tough enough for this. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know uh-huh. what I mean? Like, <clears throat> you, like for my band, it's pretty heavy. It's, and like, mm-hmm. I was like, hey, I'm, I'm gonna make the decision to make this aggressive, you know, like lyrically and everything's just pissed. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, like the last show that we played, like I, there's video footage of legit, like a circle pit and, we're on the floor. It's right here. There's no stage. And I'm like laughing, like (laughs) 
like having people like run, feel, like mm. our buddy Felix was there. He got thrown into a mic stand. I'm like, you see video of me laughing, like picking him up. Yeah. Like just it just is like there's this there's this level of like I'm having a lot of fun playing and and performing, but at the same time I'm like, man, I'm I'm not tough enough for this. Oh yeah, dude, I, <laughs> that's literally my thought every single time I play. It's just funny, but it's fun. Yeah. So. Should we go into questions? Questiones. Okay. Uh, we we could start with Mike's funny faces. Yeah, I'm thinking <clears throat> let's start with Renee's because Renee's is pretty intense. Let's do it. And that way, because then there's some fun ones that we got from the live. Um, all right. So then we can use her name. Renee, for anyone who, was, who uh, listened to last week's podcast, uh, we got a question and we were like, oh, I don't know if she, if, I don't know if it's okay if we use her name or not because she didn't specify. Right. She said we could. So it was our, it was my, my, uh, my ex coworker, Renee. She's awesome. Um, all right. She's, she, her question is, if somebody were to come to you, either of you, and tell you that they have no reason to keep going on, no hope for the future, what would, what would you do or tell them? How would you help them? <clears throat> this was it, this is a is a tough one, mm-hmm. um, because unfortunately, I've kind of been in this scenario a couple times, um, even recently, um, and I don't think that there's any one approach. Mm-mm. to it because I think it really depends on the person. It depends on the situation, the situation and what, what they're going through to cause it. If they're willing to talk to you about what's causing those feelings and what's causing those emotions. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I've, I have, uh, a friend of mine, I, I mean, I can even remember back all the way to like junior high where, um, I had a, you know, this kid in my class, dude, he was like, he was like a legit bully. Right. And then, um, yeah, I was never friends with him. He was mm-hmm. big on everybody. And then one day, like, I think we got to, like detention together or something like that. And him and I were just like shooting the shit just cause we were the only ones in there. And then, um, and then like, just like talking to him and like being nice to him, he kind of like opened up a little bit and then he ended up getting my, my, my house number. Cause we didn't have cell phones back then. Right. I remember him calling my house and then like, he started like crying on the phone and was talking to me about all this like, like suit like super heavy stuff at like, at like fucking 12, 13 years old. Like, I, like he was just like his parent, like his dad was abusive. Like everybody's like around him was into drugs and so, and he was just like, he couldn't, he couldn't cope with all this stuff. And it was just literally like, I'm 13 just listening to him talk and just be like, nah, dude, like, Things are gonna be okay, man. You're like I didn't know what else to say back then. Yeah. Like I didn't know how to handle it, how to approach it. Just like, dude, they, like, things are gonna be okay, man. Like you know. And then I remember, um, <clears throat> I remember leaving because that's what I did as a kid. I would be at a school for a year, and then we'd move, mm-hmm. and I'd be in a new space. And I remember leaving, and like, like this kid just like, like giving me like the biggest hug ever type mm. thing, like. It's, it's totally non-gay way. <laughs> no, he's like, he's like hugging me, you know, at like, just like this, like one of those, like two straight men sharing a moment. <laughs> and then, um, I, like, I, I wish I knew what happened to him. 
or like where he was at. But like that's probably like the earliest memory of like Do you try to find him having somebody like talk to me about. Sh- I should pull out like the old yearbooks and try and like because I don't remember his last name. His mm-hmm. name was Julian. I don't remember his last name. I'm gonna I'm gonna see if I could track down some yearbooks. Do it, man. Let's see. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, it, the, and then like all the way till now, like even recently, you know, you, it's a different approach for everybody just because mm-hmm. it depends. But the the biggest thing is just to listen, mm-hmm. you know, like just listen to them and like, you know, take, take the time to take the time to try and understand without trying to offer a solution, right. you know, unless that's what they, you know, eventually tell you that they want. But especially when you're first hearing about it and you're first dealing with it, like just take the time to listen and just be supportive, right. you know, um, and then like kind of don't push for them to tell you everything. Just be the shoulder to lean on or the person to lean on until, <clears throat> you know, eventually you're get, you're either going to get the whole story or, you know, it might pass. It might, you know, um, things might change. Like the situation might change, but mm. as long as you're kind of just like a, a, a rock for a person, I guess, you know? Yeah. Um, so I get, I've had this, I've had this quite a bit. It's changed in the last couple months, I guess. Cause, um, I don't even know if we've talked about this, but, uh, I'm a mandated reporter. So if you tell me that you're going to self harm, Oh yeah, yeah. Harm yourself, harm others, things that then like, I'm like, I'm obligated to report it. I've told you a lot of things, Michael. I know. (laughs) That's why the police shouldn't. Um, no, but it's like, it's usually cause, but, uh, but a lot of times. So when, so usually when people, when people approach me, they're more of kind of like, it's almost like a feeling out. Like they want to, they know that I'm like open to listen, which is cool. It's awesome. And those kind of like tell me the situation, you know? Um, cause usually if they just say, cause I, and I have had people say like, Hey man, I'm like, I'm, I'm on the edge. Like my thoughts have gotten dark and I'm going to a really place where I don't, it's scaring me kind of thing. So when I hear that, I just ask them like, Hey, like, I always, 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 always admire the like strength it takes to even share that, to even to approach me, a stranger in a lot of cases, sometimes, you know, it's someone I've met, you know, maybe I know them from another walk in life, but for the most part, the people that reach out to me are like, like, I don't know them. And so for them to, to share this with me is so brave. So that's like the first thing. Right? So I always make sure to like show them like, that's a strength that they just did. You know, that took a lot of courage to do. And that's not, that's not me just like giving a line. Like that is truly a courageous thing to do. And so from there, I kind of just want to go, I usually want to find out, like, I just tell them, Hey, like, um, so like what, so, so, uh, like when did the start or like, um, or can you give me, can you give me some information? So just so I can understand, like, I want to, I want to be able to understand, you know? And what I find is when I let them tell me their story, I can start to see a little bit of like almost like a re- relief just because they're able to finally get it out, you know? Cause a lot of time, a lot of the stuff they voice, they're kind of voicing for the first time, you know? And so depending on, depend again, you know, the situation, depending on how serious it is or where they're at. Um, but if, especially if they're using that kind of language, like, you know, I don't can't find a reason to live. I can't, I don't think I can keep doing this. You know, I usually try to figure out what their support system is. And I try to tell them to connect with that. Um, 
I'm big on encouraging them to figure out what their resources are, where they're, wherever they're from. Cause that's the thing too, is like, you don't really realize there's a lot of resources available to you in your, wherever you're at, you know, obviously some places it's the resources I'm sure are, are there more than others or they're maybe like better than others, but there's usually something close by. You'd be right. surprised, you know? Right. And so I try to encourage that. And then also I try to, you know, uh, I let them know like, Hey, like you should, you should try to, you know, I, I really do think, uh, like I do, I do believe that therapy is good for people, you know, or at least finding some kind of help, you know, or, or getting on a plan with some, you know, there's not to be an actual therapist for, for that. It could be, you know, a counselor of some kind or, or a life coach. Like there's all kinds of stuff. There's different types of things you can do again, depending on the situation. Cause sometimes I hear things and I'm just like, Oh, this is like, this is like money related, you know? And so like, maybe you should get to like talking to like a financial advisor or something or like, yeah. you know, or if it's like a, like a marital type of relationship that's like, dude, have you ever thought about, you know, Marriage which, or- well, yeah, but also that's very dangerous too, in the sense <clears throat> that like, you gotta make sure what type what the situation is. Cause this will tie into another question that, that if we get to it. Um, but anyway, I just try to, um, you know, I, the hard thing is, you know, like, uh, she says like, you know, they have no hope for the future. You know, that's so common and it's very easy to like not be able to see past today, not be able to see tomorrow when you're like spiraling or when your, your world is like crashing in on you. It's so hard to see past today. Yeah. And so, you know, again, I try to, I try to just talk with them and, and, and listen as much as I can. If there's anything I can pull from it, I'll try to like ask them like, you know, uh, like, oh man, that's, you know, that's, that sounds, that sounds like awful. Like, I'm so sorry that you're going through that. And then I try to see like, you know, Hey, what is, you know, what is your, like, what does your week look like? You know, or what is, you know, what is tomorrow? What does tomorrow look like? What are you going on tomorrow? And I try to have, give them, I try to have them talk about things in their future. Yeah. And then from there, I try to give them, try to see if they can have things to look forward to. You know, Hey, like, what do you, what, what are you into? Or like, what are you, like, so what do you, when you, what do you, what did you and your wife, like to do you know or like you know if it's someone younger it's like you know hey like what are your interests you know like everyone has at least something even if it's like even if they think it's lame you know it's something yeah. you know and it's yours and it's yours yeah um you know uh and so i kind of just encourage them to do that activity like have that something to look forward to you know it's like dude yeah tomorrow like go um you know like go go uh you know go to the like make it a point whether you're not gonna, whether you buy something or not. Like make it a point to go to like to your you know to the comic book store that you like to go to, or yeah. like, or like oh you know if shopping is like your happy zone or whatever, like go you know try. To <laughs> I know, you know just like I don't know. There's everyone everyone has their thing. You know, going to hike, going to walk. Like those are the the easier go tos I think. But like everyone's different. Everyone has their own things. So I just encourage them. Yeah. yeah, buy some sneakers. You know, <laughs> uh, you know, big thing for me. I, I tell people I get coffee. You know, like make it something. It's like, why well, get coffee anyway? It's like, well, dude, make it like something like make it intentional. Yeah. Make it be like, okay, I'm going to get coffee at this time and I'm going to drink it outside or I'm going to drink it in my car or I'm going to, you know, or maybe I'm going to get a bigger size today or maybe I'm going to add flavor. I don't know. Whatever. Yeah. Make it, make it special. Maybe I'm going to get a, a large iced eye opener with uh toffee and caramel and oat, oat milk. Oat milk. Delicious. <clears throat> yeah. You know, um, Anyway, so I just try to find things, try to encourage them to find things to do uh, for their upcoming week um, or even just the next day. But uh, yeah, I it's 
they're very, it's never easy. And it's never like, Oh, this person approached me with this. Now I'm going to just my, this is my stock answer. This is my, it, I, it, I, I've, I'm, I'm very thankful that I don't think like that. Cause I've, I learned very quickly. Every situation is different. You know, even if people are saying the same thing, you learn really quickly. Like, Oh, this is, Oh, okay. That's interesting that that's this. I mean, that makes sense. You know? Um, but as best you can be encouraging to them. Uh, if it is serious or if you know, like, like they tell you they're going to think about attempting or, or whatever it is, then like, then push to get help, you know, or I, I haven't had to, I had one close call recently and I was just like, Hey, careful how you word this because if you tell me, if you tell me that you could possibly like, you're going to attempt tonight, or you think you are going to, uh, I need to make a phone call, you know, for your safety. Yeah. Not cause like, not cause it'll make me feel good on my end, but it's like, if you're truly in danger, like I'm willing to yeah. do this, yeah. like, you know? And so that's the thing too. Like people don't realize like when you're doing something for them and they feel like, Oh, well they feel like going for like a betrayal. It's like, dude, I'm, you just told me that your that your life is in danger. Yeah. Like I came to you and how could you? Yeah. Like, yeah. And so, and I've run into that, <clears throat> like, yeah, I've had some, doesn't, that's the other thing too. The side of the thing about this, I think I've talked, I talked to this on a, on a, on a, someone else's podcast. Cause it's, you know, people when they like, Oh, that's so cool. You do mental health. That's so cool. You did this and you've helped so many people. It's like, yeah, but I also have people that have not been happy with me. Yeah. Or you know, people that, that don't, people that don't want to hear not even the right, you know, what's right or, or that want to hear like the positive or anything like that. Like yeah. there are definitely people who are just, who just want to live in that yeah. sadness. They want to live in that mental space. You know, they want to live in that headspace, and it's, that's, that's tough too. Mm. Or they want, or they have, like, <clears throat> or they almost have it in their mind what they want you to say. And if you don't say that, then they get upset. Yeah. It's weird. It's like, I mean, I get it. I understand like, you know, and I don't hold, I never, I never take it personally. Cause especially, you know, especially when you're going through that, you're not in the right frame of mind. Yeah. That's what makes it so, that's what makes, you know, mental health and mental illness and all these things, why it makes it so serious and so dangerous because, you know, I use my, my buddy Brian as an example, the one who, who took his life, who didn't want to, you know, when he's good, he knows that like, dude, I don't want to end my life. I have a daughter. Yeah. You know, like he would, he would talk, he's like, dude, like right now, I don't, I never want to take my life. I never want to do that ever. But he knew that like when she gets into that, you know, once his mind starts to go dark and once it starts going to place and it goes unchecked, it's really hard to think rationally and to, you know, to not, you know, you, 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 you act out of character, you think out of character and you do things that you wouldn't normally do. You know, and that's what makes it so sad Yeah, because when you talk to them on a good day, they, you know, the, the feeling you're like, Oh, they would never do this. And then they just have that moment, you know, for whatever reason it gets to that point And then, you know, they do something that can't be reversed. So yeah. it's, and it's, it's tough too, because it also, like we said, like it depends on the situation. It depends on the, the whys and the scenarios and stuff. Like I, you know, I've had, um, you know, without going into too much detail, like I had a friend of mine who, you you know, we grew up in the South and the South is very like masculine and very just like this, like fucking, 
I'm a man type Mm -hmm. thing. And like, I remember like getting into like an argument with a friend of mine who was just like, and, and it was an argument because I was like, dude, like you're, you're capable of so much more than what you're doing type of scenario. Right. And, um, like, you know, everything's working out for you. Everything's, everything's going well. Like what, like what's, why are you, why are you feeling this way? And it was like this, like, because I'm gay. Right. And I'm like, I know. Like, yeah, we all, we all know like that don't, but, but what else? Like to me, it wasn't even like a, you know, like, yeah. You're like, why is this like, why issue? And and he's just like, well, what do you mean? I'm like, dude, we, we've all, we all know, like we've Mm -hmm. all known for, for like, is this, and then like, that's when it came out. He's like, like, I've always, I've always been like the, the man's, the dude's dude, you know? And it's like, and then like, I don't know how to deal. I don't know how to cope with this. I don't know how to fucking handle it. And you're like, okay. Like, let's talk about this. Like, let's, 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 let's dissect this. Like, mm-hmm. you know, why do you feel this way? And it was just like, you know, it could be the simplest little thing. Like to me or, or like to all of us, like in our group, like that's mm-hmm. not a big deal to us whatsoever. But to him, it's been tearing him up and eating mm-hmm. him up inside. And, we, you know, like, it, this is not news to any of us. You know, mm-hmm. like, and and it sucks because a lot of times it comes down to, like, not being able to vocalize your feelings or mm-hmm. feeling that you need to live up to some expectation or some standard that you you don't need to, Yeah, you know. And it's, it's a weird thing to, like, because you want it, to, it's almost like... Um, I'm telling you this, but I don't want to have your help because yeah. it's embarrassing. Yeah. That's a, that's like another weird dynamic too. It's just like, like well, I'm, I'm telling you, so you'll shut up. <laughs> yeah. But Let me figure this out. Yeah. Dude, I've had, you know, not to, I don't want to go into this too much, but some, one of the, you know, a lot of people think that when people approach to me or they reach out to me, whether at shows or online, whatever it is, that it has to do like depression and stuff like this. Like, dude, I've had everything from, you know, marital things which is always interesting to me because I'm never, never been married, but um, I've had had several several guys come out to me, you know, and um, again, each situation is different, but like some of them had families, and you know, it's it's a uh, I feel sad for people who just feel like they have to like cha- like hide their life, you know, because um, I I feel like I experienced a little bit of it when I'm just yeah. like and I'm honest on and this is I'm not trying to compare them at all. But just in a small thing where it's like, being, it's like we have to tread carefully here. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like I'm not, like, I'm not, I'm honestly not not comparing these. I'm just yeah. saying, like for myself, I can't imagine having to hide like my love for music, and that I perform, and that I want, I like to do that. You know, it'd be, it's like, and I've had moments where I kind of feel like I've had to hide that, and I felt weird doing that. So I can't even imagine when it's something like this, like a, you know, like I, I have a, a let's see, how how do I. I have a friend, we'll say a friend, um, that is, it's kind of one of those things where, where we've known his sexuality since we were kids, right? But he's so religious mm. that he can't, he can't ever accept it, mm. right? And I think he knows too, but in, he's so religious that to him it's like, no, I, I can't. Mm-hmm. Married, has a kid you know, everything. And, and I think his, I think his wife knows, 
Mm. I'm like like 99% sure his wife knows, but his wife is also very religious. And it's this, and to me, every time I see that, I'm always like, yo, like that's tough. That's tough because like you're like, I I, like, I'm in the firm belief. I don't want to get too like heavy into this, but I'm in the firm belief that you can't help who you have feelings for. You can't help who you're attracted to. You can't, that's not, it's not a taught thing. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not something that you just, I mean, I'm sure there's aspects of it, like, you know, uh, uh, just around who you grew up with and like the people you're exposed to, things like that, that, Mm -hmm. that kind of help mold your attraction. But I don't think it's like a, I choose, I, I mean, I definitely choose to like Ryan Reynolds, but that's different. That's Ryan Reynolds. But I'm also naturally attracted to Ryan Reynolds. But you know what I mean? Like, it's just this, like, you can't, I, I, I think you can't help it. Oh yeah. You know? You can't help who you're attracted to. You can't help who, and then you can't help the connections and feelings that you have when you connect with somebody, yeah. right? So seeing people kind of struggle with that, and I know this is so far off from the question now <laughs> at this point, <laughs> but like seeing people struggle with that, like that's tough, man. Yeah. That sucks. Yeah. Whatever, you, whatever your truth is, whatever you feel like your truth is, it, you know, any, anything, when you go against it, it's... It, it causes conflict. It causes, um, you know, un- I say unnecessary pain, but it's just like, you know, yeah. it's going to, it's going to be there because you're going to always be second guessing, worrying, like, how do I, I make sure I don't let onto this or, or feeling certain ways about certain things. Like it just sounds, it's sad. I feel sad when I, when I hear it. Cause then I, and I don't have perfect, I don't have a perfect answer for any of it. You know, yeah. I want to easily say like, Oh, just like live your life and do this and that for some people, you know, they've had an opportunity to, to do that. We're like, Oh, you know, fuck it. I'm just going to be me. Yeah. Other people, it makes their life like it almost ruins their life, you know, because of where they are, the dynamic of what their family is or whatever, which is sad. So, yeah. But going off of Renee's question, thank you, Renee, for that question. Um, thank you, Renee. Also, thank you, Renee, for screenshotting all these other questions yes. for us. Because yes. Mike and his driving lives. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time I think I've ever done. That's the first time I've ever done a driving live for sure. I was, was kinda... on the phone with Martin. Like I had worked out, and I had uh, Martin called me because he's on his way home, and um, he was like, and I was like, yeah, I just you know, I haven't heard from Mike yet. And he was, oh, what, what are you guys doing? And I was like, oh, we're recording the podcast tonight. And he's like, oh, okay. And he was like, oh, yeah, because you guys were like, go Kings go last night. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, and I go, yeah, like I haven't seen it. And I just hopped on Instagram and I go, oh, Mike's oh, Mike's, Mike's live in his car. <laughs> Mike's driving. <laughs> and then in my head, I'm like, how's he going to get, how's he going to screenshot these questions? <laughs> well, I so thank you. Renee. Yeah, I think you're in there. <clears throat> I was very good about not looking at my phone um, while I was driving. But Mijo, you were driving with the light on. It was dim. It's fine. <laughs> All right. So let's uh let's jump into this. Uh Blunt after dab after blunt wants to know if you're gonna do a tour and come to Jacksonville, Florida. Nothing's planned, but you know send us an offer and we'll come. <laughs> uh the homie the big homie Jesse Toka, what should we expect for a tough love show? Uh, I'll speak for my set and you can speak for yours. Cool. Uh, I'm going to, I'm expecting it to be very emotional for me. 
seeing as how I'm speaking for myself, obviously, I don't know how the other guys can handle it. It's going to be very emotional for me. I feel like I'm going to get emotional if you get emotional. <laughs> <laughs> like I'll, dude. I'll be standing to the side just like, fuck man. Well, dude, I mean, you've, you've, you've yeah. seen us, you've seen, you've heard us all have the struggle of like, Hey, I think we're writing a new album. Yeah. And then like, you know, seeing all the, seeing like the, the like, dude, we're so excited to do this. And then being like, dude, should we be doing this? Like, yeah. is this, is this dated? Is this dated shit? Are people going to be into this? And so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, and our band's, our band's been through a lot and it's crazy that we're even playing, you know, or that we even were able to write new music, but two weeks from now we'll be playing live, which, you know, not, I don't think we ever took, I don't, I like to think we never took it for granted, but it's, uh, but it's, um, you know, it's, it's, I just, it was there was definitely a point in my life where I didn't think I'd get this opportunity like yeah. this, yeah, with no bragging rights, you know. <clears throat> I'm, I mean, I, like, obviously, we've all been friends for so long, but even just as a fan, like, I'm excited to see a no bragging rights show again, you know, like just in general, just even if you know, even if we never got added back on, like, I bought a ticket with the intention of being there regardless, right? Exactly. <clears throat> so. And then it was like, oh, we'll do merch. Okay, cool, do merch, you know, whatever. Um, but then in my head, I'm thinking like, oh man, but I'm gonna be at the merch table. I'm not gonna be over there to watch, watch the. <laughs> what, did I, what did I get myself into? With it, so <clears throat> yeah, just, just do what Jesus does, man. Just leave the table unguarded, <laughs> just mosh for a little while, and then come back to the table. People uh, are like, like, oh, dude, Jesus, he's like, he's like one of the best merch guys. And everybody's like, yeah, dude, he's so good. And I was like. <laughs> Jesus. I love Jesus. Jesus. Right Jesus there. One of my favorite people on earth. I will take him on any tour, any tour he wants to come on. I'd love him. But to say he's the best merch guy is like, relax, guys. Yeah, this available. dude leaves the table all the time. <laughs> he'll he'll mosh the you know, he'll What's hang up? out with other bands. <laughs> Getting ready to go on stage. He's like, sub guys. I know. Jeez. <laughs> Who's at the table? Oh, it's fine. You know, I'm buying your shit anyway. <laughs> um <clears throat> for me, for tough love, I think just uh I just People aren't gonna know our songs. So it's gonna be fun though, dude. You guys, it's gonna be really fun. You guys, you guys' music is fun. I'm excited. Okay, I will say I'm really excited to just be back on a stage again. Yeah. Right. Like it's a, we've been playing floor shows for so mm -hmm. long. We've been playing like little places. I mean, we played that that festival like in NorCal uh, last year, but it wasn't like a like it was. I don't know. It was daytime. It was like half outdoors, so there's mm. sunlight and like, <laughs> yeah. like those feels like like you're just playing in a park type yeah. thing. So I'm excited to have like a <clears throat> to be like back on stage and have room to move around and like a big you know or a decently sized place again. Mm -hmm. um, and I just want to see Circle Pits. Yeah, dude. It's it's all, it's, it, we're in SoCal. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. Circle him. Pit music, dude. Oh yeah. <clears throat> um. Will there be more Baby Yodas? Uh, the answer is yes. Yes, of course. Uh, the big homie Max. What does one do when you realize a family member is never there when you need them when it counts, but they're one of the only family you have left? <clears throat> so this question is difficult for me just in the sense that I have so much family. I have a pretty big family. Um... And for the most part, I mean, we definitely have cousins that have like faded out or certain sex of families that have kind of like not 
like they kind of detach themselves. And so with that, I mean, it's hard to say like that they weren't there. I can't personally think of a time where we've had somebody that was like, dude, we needed you there and you weren't there. I feel like yeah. for the most part, our family has been pretty good about like showing up, you know, even if it's just like, just to literally be there and support or not say anything or send it to whatever it is. Yeah. Um, nothing really, <clears throat> nothing like stands out to me as far as like, at least for my person, for myself. Um, yeah. This, this one's kind of tough because for me, the same thing, like I do have a, a big family, but, um, for the longest time, me and my parents, you know, we were moving around constantly. The whole family was here in California and mm -hmm. we were, you know, jumping state to state, whatever. Um, so <clears throat> like there was this time period where like, I'm like, especially now I'm super close with my cousins, uh, me, Philip, Jenny, Nathan, like we're all only, I mean, Nathan's the youngest, he's the baby, but mm -hmm. we're all the most talented. Yeah. Yeah, he's the most <laughs> the best looking out of all of us. He got all he got all the cards. He got um, all of them. So like we're we're all pretty close, mm -hmm. but there was a time when it wasn't like that. Um, even me and Philip, like Philip is one of my best friends in the world, dude. And like there was a time when like I was gone, he was in college, or like I was, and we didn't talk. Mm -hmm. We'd run into each other places and be like, "What the? What are you doing here?" You know. <laughs> um, <clears throat> But it's, it's one of those things where to me, I, I get that like your family and your, your blood is, that's definitely like, you know, what we would think is a bond that should be like unbreakable. Mm -hmm. Right. But what I've come to realize is that, um, sometimes it's not blood that makes family. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, I'll, I, yeah, you, as much as you want somebody to be there because it's family mm -hmm. at the same time, it ends up being more about character than the relationship, you know? Um, and it sucks. And, and I know, and I'm, especially if you're in a scenario where you're like, Hey, this is one of the few family members I have left. It's even tougher to mm -hmm. hear that because, uh, well, you know, we're the last of, of a, you know, we're, we're the last of the clan. Right. We should stick together. But sometimes it just, it doesn't work that way. And it's unfortunate. Like you can, <clears throat> I, I think that there's something to say about working through that relationship and trying to make it uh, the bond stronger and trying to be there for each other. Mm -hmm. And even being vocal about the fact like, yo dude, like I'm yeah, always here you. for you and I need you to be here for me. Yeah. Sometimes it takes shaking people up like that to, for them to realize it. Yeah. And, and, and you know, and sometimes people don't know yeah. what, it, what that is and what that looks like. And I think it's okay. I know it's weird too, but I think it's okay to tell people like, Hey, I need you. Like, I need you to like, um, I had this kind of with one of my, one of my friends not too long ago and her family and she's feeling like not supported or at least not in the way she would like to have been. And she's, you know, and I, and like n not knowing her family that well, I knew that her parents cared about her yeah. a lot. And so I was just like, dude, from what I've seen and what you told me, like, I don't think they're doing this on purpose. Yeah. You know, I just think they maybe don't know how to help you or don't know how to be there for you. So like, tell them, you know, like be like, Hey, I need you to ask me how my day's going or like, Hey, I need you to ask me how my work is. Or, hey, I need you to, when I say this, I need you to not just be like, oh, okay. I need you to say it's going to be okay or whatever it is. Like, 
Sometimes it sounds like, oh, well, that's then that's disingenuous. It's like, well, not really, because if they don't know how to help you, then yeah. what, what are they going to do? Just sit back and just guess? Like, no, like, let them know. Like, be honest. Like, that's what communicate. That's like that's and that's the nice thing about family, is that you should be able to <laughs> be like, hey, this is what I need. I need this from you. So yeah. You know, I, like when it comes to my family, I'm the most straightforward and blunt out of all of them. And, um, everybody else in the family is really passive, <laughs> right? So I cut, like, I know, and I know this, and if any of my family is listening, like, I know, I know, <laughs> I know I come off as an asshole, mm. but like, I, I mean it <clears throat> like the best intentions. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if there's some shit going on, like, I'm going to, I'm going to call you on this shit, not because I want to be a dick to you, but because like, Hey, this isn't like, this isn't working. Yeah. Right. Um, and uh, I think another thing too, it's kind of like being in a relationship, right? Like if you guys haven't yet, <clears throat> this might sound weird, but go figure out what your love language is, mm. right? Like, have you ever done a love language test? No, but I, I mean, no, but I kind of more or less know what my love language is. So like for me, it's like, it's physical touch and quality time, mm. right? Like yeah. I like to be with the person, yeah. right? Like I like, and then I like spending time with a person like you i don't give a shit about gifts you don't mm -hmm. have to give me anything you know i don't need you to compliment me i don't need words of affirmation like mm -hmm. none of that is really you know for me it's about being with the person um and before i knew that i would be in relationships and stuff where i like i didn't understand that that's what i needed mm. right so i would just be upset because i'm not getting what i needed or i'm not giving what the other person needs and because there's no communication and no talking about it, like there's no resolution ever. And it's kind of the same concept when you apply it to like family mm -hmm. and, and relationships like this. Like, like you said, with family, it, you, you have to be open. Yeah, you should be. You should be able to hurt each other's feelings and then recover. Yeah. Right. Like I think good, like good friendships, family, stuff like that. Like, like it needs to be, I guess that it should be like that with everybody really like, you know, like not when I say hurt each other's feelings, I don't mean like be mean to each other. I'm like, no. you're like, you know, cause everybody's like kind of like one joke away from like, <laughs> you know, like, yeah. like exploding. But at the same time, like it should be, you should be able to like openly communicate, openly voice your frustrations with mm -hmm. each other. And if you guys cannot work through that, then you have to kind of take a step back. Yeah. Right. Family or not. Man, I just that made me think of, <clears throat> made me think of just something one of my cousins said. Uh this is when I was still touring. And I like what I don't remember the circumstance. I just remember what was said afterwards. But it was something along the lines. I was like, Wait, wait, when since when have you done this and that? And the response was, How would you know anything about me when you're never here? Ooh. I was like, Oh <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah, I was like <laughs> <clears throat> right. <laughs> no, but no. I like I like to think I've repaired a lot of a lot of stuff from being gone. But all right, great question, Max. Um, all right, from Chris. Uh, if you had the opportunity to help a total stranger, um, if you, if yes, what would you do to help them? Homeless, on drugs, depression, etc. Or if not, why not? Um. <clears throat> So this one, I said this one was going to be interesting for me because I've come a long way with the homeless population in school. They made, this is me just being honest. 
they made us uh, be as open as we can and upfront about any prejudice we have. You know, um, and it's not like I hate homeless people or anything, but I just realized I that's like I've had run-ins with homeless on tour. I've had run-ins with them at the coffee shop, and so I've always had this like weird feeling about the homeless population. And so I was thankful that I was able to like be educated on like, you know, what homeless looks, homelessness can be like the different types of homelessness, you know, the ones that have to deal with, you know, like there's some people just hard on their luck. Some people it's, you know, they're, it's a, it's a health, it's a mental health issue, you know, others, it's just a choice that they make. They just don't want to, you know? And so, um, I've come a long way. I feel (laughs) as a person, um, so to help a total stranger, um, you know, I think in a lot of ways in my instances I have as far as with music and whatnot. And so for me, I try to listen to people because I feel like once you listen, then you can know how to help them. Right. And then they'll pretty much be, they'll like hopefully spell it out for you or at least once or at least once you listen to them, then you'll be like, oh, okay, this person needs this. So I'm not opposed to helping people. I just want to get to know them a little better or at least have an idea. You know, because like anyone can give money, you know. Yeah. I mean, and that's the thing. Would you consider that help? You know, I mean, yeah, I guess, you know, it, it is, but it's not. It's just like what kind of like you can give someone a dollar, 20, 100 bucks, whatever you want to give them. You can give them that. And like that's very helpful in that moment. But it's like, is that is that it for you? Is that what is that or. Yeah. So, so like for me, one of the things that I, I appreciate um like let's say we're talking about homeless people. Mm-hmm. I appreciate honesty. Yeah. Right. Same. I appreciate honesty or I appreciate somebody that's trying to make the best of their situation. So like I remember there was this dude in LA when um I was off of Sunset, we used to walk a couple blocks down to seven eleven mm-hmm. and there was this homeless guy and he always had a different sign. And they were always like funny. But I always give him money. And I remember like one time he was just like he was just like I ain't gonna lie, I'm gonna get high. And I was like, <laughs> fuck, all right, well, here's, here's, here's a couple bucks. Like, and it's like, you don't wanna support it. You don't wanna support somebody's habits like that or anything. But at the same time, you know, you, you hope, especially in scenarios like that, that they're going to like genuinely use that to better themselves, right? Yeah. Like, I, I'm, I, what I like to do more is like if somebody's like hey can i get a dollar a couple bucks for food I'm like uh let me buy you something yeah. and i'll buy you food or i'll you know um you know but it's tough when it comes to a stranger i think because other than that like i don't think that i'm i don't think i'm in a position that would completely impact or change a stranger's life right Mm -hmm. like i think there's validity to saying like you get to know somebody and then maybe as you get to know them more you can help them in some sort of way you know um yeah that's a that's a tough question because yeah i don't know yeah it's difficult Um, but I think I like to think that in opportunities where I've been able to, I will, but sometimes I can't sometimes like when people ask for cash, I'm like, I literally don't carry cash, but, um, I'm changing my car. 
Yeah, and then if you and sometimes be offered to like, it's like, dude, we're right here. I can buy you. I can get you a freaking meal. Yeah, they say no. <laughs> They're like, no. <laughs> Can't drink that. It's no. Like, okay. Well. Like, all right. Thank you, Chris. <clears throat> uh, Max, again, what do you do when you try to help somebody that has given up on themselves and will not budge to improve their situation despite your efforts? There's not a whole lot you can do. Yeah. If they, if, if they I mean, you, like I, go, we've talked about this before, but it's like you can be consistent with them and keep checking in on them. But until they want to make that tra- that change, it's really, it's really difficult. It's just patience, waiting. It's a waiting game, I guess, at that point. It's patience, consistency, and support. Yeah, that's the best that you can do. Yep. <clears throat> uh, Chris again. Um, being a dad and a husband is probably the biggest stress I deal with most of the time, because with me being the sole provider, if I don't work, my family doesn't eat or have a roof over their head making sure I set a good example for my kids and trying to do the things that they can learn from. <clears throat> uh, that sounds stressful as so. hell. Yeah. But, I mean, it's the responsibility of being a father, reward of being a father and a husband. Yeah. And Chris, we know you personally. You're doing well, man. Yeah. You're, you're a good-ass dude, man. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, you, if you guys don't know, this, this table wouldn't have happened. Yeah. This table wouldn't have happened <laughs> without Chris. Yeah, Chris's truck. Chris, Chris is the is is who showed me a whole new world. It was in his a whole new in his raised truck that I got to see Riverside for like the first time. Yeah. I kind of wish that I like I had seen from his point of view when we got this table. We got there before Chris, right? Because I had <laughs> we, we paid for the table, and then we just carried it out to the street, and then we were waiting, and we had stopped the jack in the box. You were hungry, so when they pulled up in the truck, we're just standing around this table in the middle of a cul-de-sac eating mini tacos, <laughs> dipping them in ranch. Testing it waiting, out. You know, testing it out. But. Take it for a test drive. Yeah. See if it works. It worked, worked great. Um, I think, but, uh, you know, I think there's, there's a lot to, to commend about, like, you know, you being a husband and father that's, you know, stepping up. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, there's there's so many dudes that don't. Um, and the, the pressure, because like you said, if, you, if something happens to him. Yeah. You know, then what? But that's yeah, you're doing well, Chris. You're better man than me. Mm-hmm. Uh, Max is NBR bringing merch to Tough Love? We sure are. I believe, and don't quote me on this, but I think we're gonna have new hats, new hoodie, a new t shirt. Yeah, I think that's it. I think three items, three new items. Actually, and we'll probably have, actually, we will have uh, some of our older hoodies because I have them in my garage. Do you? Yeah. Do you? Yeah. Throw me an XL, man. All right. <clears throat> um, all right. Uh, and and Torch Culture will have a shirt, too, by the Torch way. Torch Culture will have a T-shirt. Yeah, Looks sick. Is it the bird one? Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Uh. Max, my best friend has gone down a religious rabbit hole and has grown apart from me. How does one cope? This, <laughs> um, so this is this it, this is tough. It really depends on the reasons why they're distancing themselves from you, yeah. distancing themselves from you. Um, you know, is that because, <clears throat> is it really because of the religious thing? Is it because, um, 
the people that they're around now maybe influencing them in different ways? Um, is it just because you guys' viewpoints have changed and your, you guys' take on life has changed? Um, you know, that's, it could be a, a million things, but I think, in my opinion, you know, it like I, I feel like if this is a good friend, like you, you could reach out and just be like, "Yo, man, let's let's talk," mm-hmm. right? And you can really figure out, like, you know, if <clears throat> if they're straight up just like, "Yo, like you're living a life that I don't want to live anymore," um, that's fair, I think. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. and you could feel that way about them too, mm-hmm. like just being like, "Yo, that I I don't." I don't feel that way about what you're doing too. And you know, there's, there's definitely validity to the fact that like, you're going to have people come and go from your life. You're going to have people that come into your life for a purpose and they're going to be in your life kind of, uh, you know, one way to say it is to teach you lessons. Mm -hmm. Like somebody will show up in your life, teach you some lessons and then be gone. Um, and, you know, it's sometimes that's that sucks because, you know, I've definitely lost some super super close friends, um, whether it's just been distance, time, or you know, other things that have caused that. But reli- religion seems difficult because it's yeah. like religion's tough because it's like a, it's like a, it's like my friends in the club now that I can't be a part of. Yeah, or I don't want to be part. Yeah. <laughs> like either I can't or I don't want mm-hmm. to be a part of, depending on your your kind of your viewpoints i guess it really boils down to like the why yeah you know you know or and if you're if you're because like how to cope i guess the best way to cope is just see it as like what mike just said you know you learn you learned from them they were they were there for a certain time in your life and now the relationship is it's you're you're both growing different going different different directions uh i think something to try to you know, I don't know how many conversations you've had with them, but I would, I would almost come in for, coming from a, like a place of learning and just ask them, be like, Hey man, like, this is cool that you're doing this. I'm happy for you that you found something that you're so like dedicated to and that you're so invested in that to the point where like, you're willing to cut me out of your life. I mean, don't say that, but like, uh, but like, you know, Hey, um, can you, ex- can you tell me about it? Can you explain it to me? Yeah. In the hopes of maybe there's something in there where you can be like, maybe there's a common, a common ground or a common line where it's like, you know, I don't know. I have no idea whatever the religion is, but there's gotta be something in there and be like, you know, with your religion, next time you guys do an outreach thing, let me know. Cause I too, I can be, I can get on board with like feeding the homeless, you know, I don't know or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I feel like there's, there's ways to make things possible, possibly ways uh, to make things work, but religion, depending on what it is and how, yeah, it, that's that can be very difficult because it's yeah. it's hard to it's hard to tell because like some people just don't want to be they want to get rid of like kill their whole life basically. It's it's hard to tread the water on that too because you know like depending on the religion, depending on you know the belief system there, sometimes it's legitimately like once you're part of this religion, we don't associate with anybody else right. that's not part of this religion. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's tough to say, but I think <laughs> I feel like our answers are always like you'll communicate like. If you can, yeah. you know, talk to them and, and see what it is. One of the beautiful things about like being in the hardcore scene is that like you have such a broad range of like viewpoints on religions, you know, like, I mean, 
I've played in bands where like I grew up in the church and another dude thinks God is like the Easter bunny. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, like we're still friends. Yeah. <laughs> we still get along, you know? So like this um, MBR alone, MBR, we had like a, we yeah. had a new age, we had just Christian, we had Catholic yeah. and then we had atheist. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So I, I yeah, you kind of just, if you can talk about it, dude, yeah. because that's, you know, or like Mike said, learn that lesson as much as it sucks and just, and treat it as such. Try to, th yeah. as much as like maybe the bat, the last moments were kind of like shitty where they're like, Hey, we can't be cool anymore. Or, hey, you know, then if you can, a way to cope is try to pull the positives that you can from the time you had with them and just be like, Hey, you know what? It was nice. I learned this from them. I'm thankful for this. I'm thankful that I learned that. And hopefully, you know, maybe we'll cross paths again and maybe it'll be different. All right. Uh, serious question. Mm -hmm. What are your thoughts on about bullying and kids instead of helping? They're so quick to pull out their phones and record. Yeah. I mean, not a fan of bullying, um, different types of bullying. You know, I, I've, and I've, and uh, I feel bad about this, but not really cause I'm, I am joking, but like, um, I don't want to throw him under the bus, but anyway, one of my friends, <laughs> He has a thing where he's almost, it's almost like he's like, we got to bring bullying back just because some people can just get way out of control with like the shit they're doing. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's totally joking, you know? Yeah. And it's like. <sighs> it's, it's like Mike Tyson said, you know, people are getting too comfortable talking shit on the internet that they need to get punched in the face one time. Yeah. <clears throat> there's that, there's no accountability for like, for stuff, but, um. No, I mean when it comes like bullying. I mean, sorry. Anytime you you you're you, you're if you're impacting somebody negatively like that, where you're really a strain on their life, you know, they're um, actually one of one of my one of my uh, customers in the morning. Like they're having to pull their daughter out of school. She's like thirteen um, or junior high. She's in junior high. Yeah, like twelve, thirteen years old, and they're having to pull her out of school just because she's getting like the bullying so bad. And it's like, it sucks because it's, there's like, there are, I mean, you can't, there are things to do for sure. Like the schools have anti-bullying policies and, but at the same time, like, you know, kids, it's like, it's like learned behavior. And like until, unless, I think unless like the parents can really step in and like, you know, uh, like, I don't know, it's hard. That's, that's tough too. Cause I don't, I don't know if I ever told you this. I, I was the kid that got bullied a lot mm. growing up. Um, and a lot of that was because of. One, I was like a like nerdy little Asian kid moving every year. So yeah, I was always the new kid. kid. Um, and like to the to the to the level of like when I lived in Connecticut, I don't know if I've told this story on the podcast. Um, <clears throat> we I lived in one neighborhood. My friends lived in the neighborhood like that was like through the woods, um, like right next door, basically. Mm -hmm. And you know we had these like little football teams for each neighborhood, and we'd play. That's cool. Each other, right? Um, but all my friends lived in the other neighborhood. None of the kids in my neighborhood liked me. Like they would legit like pick on me all the time, like make fun of me and shit. Um, and so I used to go and I would play football with the other kids. And um, <clears throat> so we play a game, my neighborhood versus the other neighborhood. And of course, I'm playing on the other kids' team, and we beat my neighborhood. Mm. We were just better, okay? <laughs> but then after the game, um, I, you know, of course, go hang out with my friends. There's this 
there's this place called Colonel's Pizza. It's one of those like by the slice spots. We'd go over there and like, um, and it was like, this is back in like, you know, the days where you could collect cans and take them to a liquor store and recycle them and get money. Oh, nice. So, so we'd take that, we'd get money and then we'd go buy pizza. <clears throat> Um, or we'd find change in the pay phones and just like save up. <laughs> so it's like aging, dating ourselves. Mm-hmm. But so I remember I was riding home from hanging out with my friends after we'd won the football game and I'm coming back, going through the field where um, we had played the game and all of the kids in my neighborhood are there. And they like basically stop me and are like, you know, you, you fucking told all your friends about like our plays and stuff. Like we know you know them. And I'm like... <laughs> No, dude, like I, I didn't say anything. Yeah, it's not know? that deep. Yeah, like, and to this, to the point where this kid, will fucking say it on camera. <laughs> um, like, so, and he was like, you know, bigger than me. Um, now, this is the same kid that, like, maybe a couple months before, like, I was a little, like a little thick boy, right? And I remember we were talking, you know, it was the days where, like, as neighborhood kids, you might not like each other, but because you guys are so, around each other yeah, you you're there, out. right mm. so there's these two girls you know i have a crush on one of them like we're talking to him and robbie liked the same girl mm-hmm. so we're there and we're talking and then they do the whole thing like oh have you ever like put your arms out in front of you like this and like if you like lean over and then i was like what are you talking about and so he so i did that of course being an idiot and then he pulled my shirt over my head <laughs> And like tied it, right? So now I'm fucking stuck in my shirt. And he was just like punching me in the back of the head with my shirt tied over because mm-hmm. I couldn't get out of it. And of course, like the girl's there. She's oh, Mike's all fat and chubby and blah, blah, blah. And so of course now I'm like fucked on all, all sides. I mm-hmm. go home. <clears throat> so anyway, so this same kid, I'm coming back and like I'm riding my bike. I'm like, do whatever, dude. Like I go to, to keep riding and he like shoves me off my bike. Straight, like shoves me off my bike. And then the way that I fell, like my leg was underneath the bike. So I go to get up. And then as I'm like trying to get up, he like fucking shoves me again. And I couldn't even stand. And I just smoked my head, like the back of my head on a rock that was in the field. And then to the point where like, then he ran over and punched me in the face. Like this is all before I could even react. Like, like act, punched me in the face. And I'm like, all like, what the fuck? You know? And then like all the kids ran over, start kicking me. boys being boys boys being boys you know and i was like dude i and i like i legit and then like i had these oakley sunglasses the fucking oh this explains everything yeah (laughs) makes sense right (laughs) um and then he fucking like was stomping on my glasses like broke my glasses dude and then like to the point where then finally they're all like laughing and left Mm -hmm. and i'm just all beat up and i go home and like just take my bike home and at the time I put my bike in the back of the house and locked it up in the chain. And I walk inside and my dad goes, what the fuck? And I was like, uh, it's, it's like, it's not, no, he's like, no, what the fuck happened? And like, I explained to him like what happened. Cause mm-hmm. I, apparently I was like, like fucked at like black eyes, like bloody, like, had a yeah. huge lump, like at everything. And my dad was like, no, like, this, no, dude, this is not okay. And then, so like, it was this whole, like the cops got called. Cause I, I came home that fucked up. Like my ribs were like, like I had bruises all of them. Like Fuck, dude. And dude, like it was this whole thing where, and then like talking about bullying and the parent get, parents getting involved, it made it worse. Right. Like, Oh, you fuck pussy. Like telling your parents, you know? Mm-hmm. And then it was just like, like do this is a lose, lose situation. Yeah. Like, I can't, like there was no way out of it. And then I remember my dad sitting me down 
and being like, yo, when I told you not to fight, when I told you not to get involved in fights, I mean, you don't start them. Because, but you don't like, you don't take shit. Like, if somebody's fighting you, defend yourself. Like, mm -hmm. Don't just lay down and get punched, you know? <clears throat> and then I remember, like, right before I left the school, we were in the hallway and the same kid, like, fucking with me, like, this is months later. And then he just, like, tried to shove me in the locker and I just knocked his ass out straight up cold like in the hallway and they were just like oh okay pulling stops pulling stops and then i go to another school and it starts <laughs> all over again all over. Dude, so like bullying is a tough one for me because like i definitely went through those phases where i was like the kid that was bullied and then i developed like the sense of humor that was just so like i just talk shit back mm -hmm. and then i found myself being the shit talker and then realizing like, oh, you're becoming everything that you didn't like. Uh, and then I, and I, re when I realized that it was like the most disappointing thing ever to me, cause I was like, fuck, like I'm starting, I'm starting to become that person. And I had to like, I'm still an asshole. <laughs> like I still talk shit, but I like, you don't go out of your way to hurt people's I don't feelings. Go, yeah. I, I don't try to do it to hurt people's feelings. Um, so yeah, bullying is dude. And I hate the fact that like, when it comes down to like fights and shit going down, like everybody just fucking wants to film. Yeah, like, dude, I that shit drives that, me nuts. I hate that. Um, like this, it's unnecessary. Like, you know. <clears throat> Common misconception for myself is like, like I love watching fights. Like as far as like MMA, I love fights and sports because it's like millionaires <laughs> fighting each other, professionals. Oh, you mean I love that you, shit? You know the UFC riff that? I mean. <laughs> Anyway, but uh anyway so i like i love that shit i love seeing that um like i'm not even gonna lie like you know when you see videos of like a person bullying another person and then that person gets beat up like it feels i yeah not even gonna lie like i like seeing that shit well whatever. deserved yeah. yeah but for the for the most part i just don't yeah i'm not a fan of like when it's like outside and it's like or it's clearly somebody not wanting to fight or like or two guys fight and then it's like okay one guy is clearly one and then they keep going and then other people jump in and shit. It's like, dude, break that shit up, man. Like point made. Like, yeah, I don't know. Bull like bullying thoughts on bullying. Not a fan of it. Obviously. Like I think it's, I think it's like, I think it's so, it's so lame to me that like people will go out of the way to hurt someone else's feelings. But then also because of like what I'm wanting to do and mental health and things like that, I've also realized that, you know, rarely do people bully just because they bully. They usually, it's coming from somewhere, you know, whether it's like they didn't, they don't feel like they're being noticed at home or they've been bullied at home or, um, you know, like it's just, so I, so in that sense, I almost feel like, you know, what, what, what is happening in that person's life that they have, they feel they have to do this or they feel so okay doing this, you know? Um, but man, yeah, that's. I'm going to be the bigger person. I'm going to censor out that name. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, because now that you mentioned that, like when I think back thousand percent of that's, that's what was going on. Thousand percent of that's, yeah. it was displaced anger. Yeah. You know, you know, and it, but at the same time, you know, it, but I, it also, it's like, you know, it doesn't like, there should be consequences and stuff and it's hard. I can't imagine, like, I don't know what schools do. Like to end, like to stop bullying? Like, I don't know what they do. Well, and like, you know, when we, when we were kids, like realistically, like, yeah, 
you would like playground jokes. You'd make fun of each other. You guys would talk shit. You mm -hmm. get into little scuffles, fist fights, like, or you'd like really fight each other. But then, like at the end of the day, like I, you know, I think that the level of bullying wasn't as severe as it is now, because now it's more of like a it's a it's a it's like a, it's a yeah psychological like it's online like. Like I could, it doesn't fuck end. Your whole it doesn't life. end at home. Or yeah. I mean, sorry, it doesn't end at school. Yeah, like, like I, I'll, you know, even social media, like I'll ruin your whole life, basically. You know, that's it's next level shit. You know, yeah. So bullying sucks, guys. Don't don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, <clears throat> uh, Mike's shirt goes hard. I don't know if you're talking about Mike and his raccoon antidepressants oh, or or the the Wolverine uh, is just two Batman's kissing, man. <laughs> I don't like that. I don't like that. But you can see it, right? Look, yeah, of course I can see look, it. Look, look at that. Look at that. Of course I see it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> Max, out of the tours you've done, what was the headliner that had you starstruck at all to be sharing the stage with? Um, I mean, I, I don't. Th I wouldn't say I was like starstruck. I just, very, I was very excited to go on tour with Comeback Kid. Cause they were one of the first hardcore bands that I truly got into and truly connected with the lyrics. I was just like, I just felt like every song was like, I was like, Oh, I feel that. <laughs> I feel that. Um, and then, uh, like it was just kind of surreal to like to tour with the Acacia strain just because, um, again, my early introductions to like heavier music, they were one of the first bands that just had that, that like, that like essence of, uh, like just there's oh there's a brutal band. This is like you said. I'm sorry. You said essence, and all I heard was essence. Moisture is the essence of wetness, <laughs> and wetness is the essence of beauty. <laughs> um, but yeah, the case chain was it was really cool to tour with them. I don't know. Six your guns, terror. Every time I die, senses fail was kind of wild too, because like that's a band that you know. I have memories of watching them on MTV. Yeah. <laughs> Should I share the buddy story about? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so we got to tour with Census Fail, and um, it was one of those like one of those like after show things, and um, I forget, I forget how it went down, but basically, uh, I think I had asked Buddy how come they don't play "Buried a Lot," "Buried a Lie," or "Buried a Lie." Yeah. Buried Alive, and he was just like, "What?" I mean, he's like, "Well, he's like, well, we've played a couple times." Oh, he's like, "I know, I know, but I've, you guys haven't played every night." And he said something along the lines like, "He's like, is that your favorite? Is that like your, is that like your favorite song by us?" <laughs> and he kind of seemed disappointed, or he kind of seemed like a little bummed out about it. And I was just like, mm. "It was on MTV. It was a cool video. I don't know, like it's a catchy song." I I think that's that's one of those like. Uh like if somebody were to tell me like when people were like, Oh, I love your band. Living on prayers. My favorite song. <laughs> That's fair. Um, <clears throat> all right. So have you ever felt you gave someone wrong advice, but at the time you thought it was the right thing to say, dude. So this, this question, so I almost dropped out of school because of this. So my first year at lost year university in the social work program, First off, I loved it. I loved every bit of it, but my goodness, was it like painful? Cause like 
you're learning different different things about help the help like helping and so i just felt like throughout my time there they're just they somebody they'd say something and i just have a vivid memory of me doing the what not to do yeah and i was like oh, it's just like it sucks like for instance like one of the things hopefully this helps someone <laughs> one of the things i i uh i i would do is like you know i get i get a lot of people not a lot but every now and then somebody will come to me with like marital issues or relationship issues you know and a lot of times it has to do with, with abuse you know or like there's some violence in the relationship and so my thing was like oh you guys should go to couples counseling seems like good advice well apparently i was reading and uh you know it's one of the things where depending on the depending on the relationship yes couples counseling is good but if there's violence or there's like like uh yeah there's like a lot of abuse going on it's better to have the one person go so that they can kind of get their feet under them so they can kind of address what's happening better ways to protect themselves kind of thing because if you suggest it to the other partner there's gonna they're more likely to be more violent because now you're bringing in someone else in the business now they can get in trouble legally right and there's all this stuff so basically they're like yeah it's just you know marriage counseling couples counseling probably not a good move if there's like known violence in the relationship and i remember reading that and i was like fuck yeah that's tough i was like, oh, I was like i'm definitely giving that bad advice um dude yeah i don't know i can go on for a while about just being just humbled when i read something i'm like fuck i'm like yeah i uh well i have an excuse that i'm not educated <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Oh, yeah. man, that's, yeah, that's tough. It, it's, I honestly feel like that anytime I talk to somebody. Yeah. Like, I, you know yeah, what I mean? Like, I, I, I feel like, like, fuck, I hope I'm helping. Yeah. I mean, I definitely, well, so, okay. I should take back. So for me, what I've kind of come to the conclusion is, because I can't go, I can't do that. Because if I go back and listen, like, if I go back, I will, it can get really dark for myself. Because like, I will feel really awful because some of the stuff that I've said in the moment, you know, thinking I was helping. Yeah. But I have to like step back and be like, I didn't say that to like get someone hurt. I didn't say that to your intentions were, my intentions were good, yeah. you know? And so now it's just maybe more, it's maybe more mindful of how I help now and, and what I am willing to like give advice on and say, you know, but, uh, I just have to know that I'm coming from, I, I know that I'm coming from a good place. I'm trying my best. I'm trying not to, sh uh, I try to speak on what I kind of know. And what I don't know is when I encourage them to get like, Hey, you should look this up or Hey, like that's a question that's probably better answered by someone who's an actual therapist in this field or, you know, um, I'm better at like not giving such definitive, like do this. Um, my thing is more of like, I I'm good at giving advice on like, Hey, this might help you to better, like more coping skills, things like that. But, um, yeah. When I saw that question, I was like, Oh yeah. Cause <laughs> Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Um, what up, Mike? How's the new spring ride? Spring ride is sick. It's dope. It's planted. That's a car thing. It's planted. It's uh, if it's stiff, it feels good. <clears throat> it makes your car go faster. No, I'm <laughs> Do uh, crabs think fish are fly? Uh, like in a fashion sense, or do they think that fish are flying over them while they swim? I'll let you decide. 
<laughs> no idea. Uh, was the song Breaking Point written about someone specific? Probably my favorite on the EP. And I'm sorry, I have to, I have to quickly show this picture of Mike. Ready, go. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the, the concern. You look like a concerned. I'm a concerned uh, citizen there. A concerned citizen. Um, yeah, so I definitely had a couple of people in mind specifically that I wrote that or that it made writing that song, um, what's it called doable, I guess. Um, yeah, I definitely had people, I mean, I don't want to say who they were, but there's like two, two people that I kind of took from as far as like that kind of specific kind of type of, uh, like scenario for the lyrics. And then, um, also just, uh, I also was thinking, cause I don't know if I think I mentioned this before, like the song for me, like I use intimate, intimate partner violence just cause like, I just, I don't know. I feel like it's more cut and dry as far as like, uh, that explaining that situation of like things are feeling powerless in certain situations, but realizing that you're, you're strong, you're stronger than you, than what you think you are. And that you can get yourself out of this, you know, whatever it is, you can literally leave. And so, yeah. So anyway, so let's say, yes, there's two people that had for that, that, uh, specific, um, like, uh, content, the intimate partner violence. But then I also had other, another person as far as like a situational thing where they, they were in a situation where they felt powerless and then they were able to like get themselves out. So Good question. Um, <clears throat> we got, got a couple more. Let's see. I want to. I want to end with a uh, with a banger here. What came first, the egg or the chicken? I, mean, I guess I don't know. I think <laughs> we go all day on that. Oh man, that's a that's a tough one. Um. Where did that question go? Uh, what's your favorite NBR song to play live? Um, my favorite NBR I have a couple. This changes, obviously. Um, my favorite, I really, I really should. I really like playing uh, our song, The Consequence of Dreams. Uh, it sucks that we don't get to play it as often as we would like because it's like a long song. And so. It sucks we haven't played it in like seven years. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, consequence is one of my favorite ones to do live. Repeater is one of my favorite ones to do live. Um, Concrete Flower is one of my favorite songs to do live. I'm naming the songs that we really don't <laughs> have regularly in our set. Yeah, uh, but then like also there's the other ones that are just because like I know like they get the best response and just the ties to it. Obviously, Cycles is one that I really enjoy. Uh, Hope Theory is one. Enjoy is not the right word for like songs like that kind of context, but as far as just like, like the visceral moment. Yeah. 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 And I know that the for the vibe, if you will, the vibe. And I know that like for a lot of people, I know it's like hashing up bad things, but at the same time I also feel like it's healing for some people. So in that sense, I enjoy it. I enjoy that. Um, yeah. Consequence, repeater, concrete, and then cycles, hope theory. All right, <clears throat> let's uh, let's let's end with this one. 
what's one song that you both turn to that can change your moods from having a bad day to helping you forget uh, everything that was bothering you guys? Uh, this changes, uh, obviously, but like a, a go-to for me just for like, I don't know why. I don't know why, but I go to the song and it makes me just feel better. And it's uh, Regulate, Warren G and Nate Dogg. <laughs> It really is, dude. Like regulators. Regulators. Yeah. Well, I remember when you discovered that song. <laughs> when? Or not when you discovered that song. I was about to say, you, I was like, when I, you rediscovered your love for that song. Because it was pretty recently when you were like, oh, man. The song goes hard. Dude, I should request that song at skating, like when I was like a, yeah. a sixth grader. <laughs> that was a random song. It was like that. It was like Green Day, and then that song. Wait, wait, wait. So when when did you remember you when you you rediscovered that song? Um, when uh, our uh, our our Patron night, when when we were all coming out of a COVID oh COVID cave. <laughs> yeah. Um. I mean, yeah. That song was pretty hard. <clears throat> Always be my baby. When I carry is usually pretty good. Really hard to not feel cool. Or not feel cool. <laughs> really hard to not feel good after that song. Uh for me lately it's been um uh Blast Fuck Boys. Dude, that's such a good song. It's, it's a banger. Um and then I'll go I'll probably go like like old school, like classic rock stuff like i'd go dad rock hmm. like um i remember being a kid and sitting in a car waiting for my mom to come out of the antique shop and all i had was the acdc live cassette sick so you know thunderstruck mm-hmm. <laughs> you know some 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 nonsense like that yeah I, yeah <clears throat> it changes all the time with me i get in like modes mm-hmm there's this like weird, I don't even think I've ever told you this. There's like this weird instrumental and I put it on. It comes to a nice calm me down. I have one of those too. I have one of those, uh, one of those b- bands groups. Mine is called, I think it's just the song is called Phoenix. <clears throat> Let's see if I can find, if I can find the, the vibes. Where'd it go? <clears throat> As we sit here, just quietly scrolling through, I know, <laughs> trying to find, trying to find the um, the songs that we're talking about. I think it's the Midnight. Yeah, it's this group called the Midnight. Oh, dude, the Midnight's sick. Dude, it's just we'll, we'll play it less than thirty seconds, so we get in trouble. Vibey like synth waves stuff. So. I dude, I love like eighties, nineties soundtracks. Dude, that's like all these guys do. Yeah, there, I like them in that. There, there are times that I'll just like I'll get on my bike and just start playing it, and then just go ride. I'm just like in my own world. 
it picks up a little bit, so don't. <laughs> this was like my homework music. A little insight to the, yeah. <laughs> someday, someday when I get brave, I'll show you guys my homework mix. It was, <laughs> that's like the coolest thing in my homework the mix. Coolest thing in the homework mix? Uh, anyways. <clears throat> That's it. Well, uh, before we go, let me do this. Uh, let me do this one for you guys. Before we go, I'm just gonna plug things. So be sure to follow us on, I guess, our social medias. We have we have a Instagram, we have a Twitter, we have a TikTok, we have. That's all we have right now, right? building only fans soon um and then uh things coming up so i'm djing this saturday emo night for anyone in the ie area dba pomona it's free it's 21 and up but it's free and then um can i announce it burner state has a show on uh april 20th you can announce it it was it was posted was it posted okay uh uh 420 or but um yeah we're playing at a place called celebrities in san bernardino that's the street from here good oh, luck yeah. Is it? <laughs> dude um it's on like 40th <laughs> is it a, it's like a better i mean san bernardino um it's the dino it's the hood yeah and then um and then obviously mike and i will be playing together march 26th at stages in Santa Ana, California. Tickets are still available. <clears throat> um, yeah, come say hi. I we haven't talked about this yet. But we should do. We should have our. We should be like ready to go and do mental health checks. <laughs> I could bring the mini recorder, the small one. Do it. Yeah. Um, do you, you know what? Like, would would anybody be down to do like a little walking blind crew meetup at the merch table? Let's do it. You're just uh, we'll we'll jump in and do a, a walking blind community photo together. Uh, hit us up, hit us up on either. We, we need like a password. Ooh. Um. Mm. We gotta we gotta we gotta think of a good one. Something something or maybe maybe someone can send something in. We can do. <clears throat> Yeah, but just anyone who's at the show and rides with us. <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> raccoons can front, front flip too. Raccoons can front flip too. If you said <laughs> to me, I'll be like, oh, shit. Yeah, come, come find us. We'll say what's up. Especially after this episode because it's a long one. Yeah. So uh, let's let's do this. Uh, follow us everywhere at Walking Blind Pod. Um, let's end with this, Michael. Yes. Having too much sex can cause memory loss. I read that on page 14 in a medical journal on the 14th of November, 2019 at 3.19 p.m. <laughs> I'll let that one sink in with you. Oh, because you remember it really well. <laughs> Sorry, that took me a minute. And then this, you'll appreciate this one. Somebody said my dad's gay, and now I'm trying to work out which one. <laughs> <laughs> Peace out, guys. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> 
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 